Grammar up. Grammar up, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. John, are you offended that they pulled the pitcher? Because I'm not. Uh, no, I'm not offended. But I'm also not calling it a no-hitter. It's a shot. Yeah, uh, my, my brother was quite offended that uh, he texted me, oh, this will be great if they get the no-hitter. I said, it's not a no-hitter. It's just no. a no-hitter has to be done by one guy. Sorry. I, that's exactly what I said. He was quite offended by that. And Roy Halliday was one guy. But that was a playoff game, not a World no, Series yeah. game. So only Don Larson? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before last I don't night. count this as a no hitter. I'm with Reavers. It's a shutout. I agree. I agree completely. It's just ridiculous. But that Reavers enlightened me, saying Dusty had to save this Javier for. I'm not offended. He this weekend. Yeah, they're going to need yeah. him again. Oh yeah, I, I don't. If he throws don't 135 pitches. You, he's not going to be bad. This series. Well, yeah. would you have been able to take? Uh, uh, Who's the twins pitcher that told Kelly I'm going back out? Jack Morris. Jack would you Morris. have? Would you? Uh, Completely different situation. That was seventh game. There is no tomorrow. Right. And he's rolling. Okay, Chris. And I it's got Jack it. bleeping Morris. How many pitches did he throw then? 136. Oh, you know. I, okay. I looked the other day. Morris did. <laughs> yep. Well, how many Javier Christian Javier have last? He night? was just shy of a hundred. Wait, did they endorse Felder? Uh. Because that's the guy that made the paper today. The gal. It's a gal. Oh. Uh, oh, Carrie Joe, right. No, I don't see her listed no, as look like one it. of the endorsed. No. <laughs> but she has the DFL. Beachy, Felder, Norvell, Abdi, and Ferriar have DFL and Minneapolis Federation of Teachers <laughs> union endorsements. Oh, so the teachers union. Former MSP member Felder served on the board in the District 2 seat, but was defeated in 2020. She is an organizer at Minneapolis Regional Labor Federation. In other words, she's a communist (laughs) and is now running to return to the board in a citywide seat. Uh, Last week, she responded... The social media post that allegedly said she'd physically abused members of her family. Uh, Star Tribune, I, I can't tell. Are they endorsing her? Also on the ballot for an at-large, at-large seat is Lisa Skefty, 40 Vice President of Community Impact and Engagement at the Minnesota Indian Women's Resource Center. In other words, she's a communist. She could not be reached by the editorial board. Uh I don't. I. They only endorse three. It looks like. Well, Beachy, Sonia, as we, as we and break Myra. this down, as we, I want to break this down. As we break it down, let's be careful of who they endorsed and who they didn't. Got it. Yeah, from what I'm seeing, John is correct. But Start did you read the Felder piece today? Yes. Yeah. She was uh, on a rampage. Well, she was. You know, she has osteoarthritis, uh, arthritis, and was taking some medicine. Kenny, I think you need to be more charitable, oh. especially when it comes to these commies. <laughs> Sometimes a uh, medicine and a couple of sips of wine will that'll send you, as they say in the trailer park. It'll send you. Boy, this trending uh, Bachman that I'm reading. Boy, is he good! Holy mackerel! 
If you didn't read Ovi yet, John, you're depriving I, yourself. I have it. I just haven't gotten to it yet. I'll, you know what? I will put it on my next, because I go fiction, nonfiction, sometimes both at the same what time. What kind of swill are you reading right now? <sighs> really? Really, yeah. Joe? Yeah. I'm Not reading. Rock and roll? No, I'm reading uh, the oral history that uh, Bourdain's assistant wrote about him. Oh, where she that's, inter- that ain't worth reading. She interviewed uh, like a hundred people, like yeah. like a hundred people. Half of he was a why he was a fucked up television star. You know we're recording, right? I forgot. <laughs> an effed up television star. I uh, I like uh, Tony Bourdain. Sorry, uh, what can I, I do tell too, you? I do but I'm not going to waste my time reading a book about him. That's like reading a book about Michael Jackson. Well, here's okay. Well, I'm not going to waste my time reading a book uh, like let's see who's an author that you keep telling me to read that I read and were boring as That's hell. an underrated tune. Uh, Smooth Criminal. That's a great tune. Smooth Criminal. Michael Jackson. John, don't say anything because that person might be listening. Oh. Well, no, not that one. Not that one. I don't even know who that one is. Oh, I thought you were talking. Never mind. We'll just be quiet. Everything I recommend is correct, so you're wrong. Well, there's some authors who write the same book over and over, and oh, yeah. the first first time I read it, great. But then when I read two or three more, they're exactly the same. Those are the ones that you've recommended to the me. The Prey books? No. No, no, no. No. Uh, oh, Candy, who's, you know, you and I have talked about the uh, who am I talking about? Um, the Jack Reacher guy. Uh, not the Reacher. The, guy. Uh, Daniel Silva. Uh, Silva. Yeah, Silva oh, was well, one. We're in agreement on Silva. Oh well, never mind. I've only read a couple. I don't read. I don't recognize. I don't recommend everyone he writes. Okay. I'm I'm done with him. Okay. I couldn't agree more. That, that's dreadful. Uh, anyway, I've been uh, reading the uh, Ross McDonald and Lou Archer uh, ones for nonfiction lately. Yeah, I'd which bring I, them out once in a while. Those are wonderful. Yeah. You could socks you, with clocks on them. Oh, that was Raymond Chandler. If you could write down all the weird little things that those guys wrote and yeah. just save, save them in a notebook, because <laughs> there's always a sentence that you just go, oh, my gosh, this is brilliant. I thought of a good line last night. I wish I'd carry a notebook around with me and jot these down. She had a face like a hood ornament. <laughs> I saw this woman and her face was, her her skeletal structure was in such a way that she looked like the, she looked like Chief Pontiac. Like she was smeared back? Yeah, she's a little back. Yeah, like exactly. Windblown? Yeah, and she's very attractive, by the way. She was very attractive. But I could see her on a hood ornament. You can, uh, there's a recorder on your phone, you know, you can just hit it and go boom and say it and say, well, that'd be fun to watch him to try to do that. (laughs) It it really would. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I brought that up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I got frat. Okay. Um, You do. Hang on. Rattaloni's charger. I'm ready. I know you are. Is Matthew coming in? I thought so. I don't know. But this I is part of the know. problem that uh, if he's if he's currently Joe 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 Hey Joe Joe Where are you going? Where are you going? There's a red house over yonder, Joe. 
I can no, hear you're, you're, from here. You're mixing your two uh, Hendrix tunes. Joe, I need you to do a Fratelloni. <laughs> you're right. I am. <laughs> and an hey, Joe, Joe red house. Where, where are you going with that red house? Yeah, where are you going with that red house? Over yonder there. <laughs> uh, so I got Frat and the Lammer. Yeah. All right. Kenny. Yeah. Scoons is in the bank. So I need you to do a moon and a Scoony. Sea, and a seafoam. Scoony, moony, seaf. Let's do that seaf in the break. See if I can grab it. Yeah. Oh, I got Rivertown, I'm assuming. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, you betcha. Yeah. All day long on. Uh, oh, I suppose I'll have to do schools next week, won't I? Okay. What day was that? Tuesday, yes. Uh, the uh, the roommate rake leaves all day on Tuesday. She's a tad bit older than me, and not one stiff muscle, sore back, aching legs, or anything. Wow, huh. I would still yesterday and blew them all back. I would still be in the hospital right now if I had raked leaves all day long. And oh, yeah. It was it was unbelievable the wind yesterday. We yeah, it, uh, it got we gusty. A, like a piece of carpet that sits on our deck. It's a sure. decent size. And it's I think you mean furniture. sets. It sets on it our sets. deck. Yeah. <laughs> and I got home from work, and uh, my buddy goes, "Hey, uh, next door neighbor." He goes, "You want this back?" Damn thing was in his backyard. Fratelloni uh, yeah. hardware and garden stores. I hung clothes on the line yesterday. It was a perfect day for it. Were you doing archive stuff? Clothes on the line. Clothes. What are you, my angles? I just pulled our clothesline poles. Who does oh, that? Oh, I love who's, clothesline. Who's got the time to do that? Oh, you got yeah, the old washboard so in there too. <laughs> New York Times uh, with the ringer. With the ringer, New York yeah. Times did a piece on people who use clotheslines because it was kinder to the earth. Oh, well, that's that's not why I do it. I just like the smell and the feel Me of too. the clothes after. Really? Oh, if I did God. that, my clothes would smell like manure. <laughs> or if it was my situation, it would have been manure. <laughs> right. No, yours would smell like raccoon. Or what was in your shed? Uh, well, the new theory is that maybe they were squirrels. But in any event, whatever they were, the they're gone. But you couldn't tell the difference? I don't know. Squirrels don't uh, yeah. live in a shed. Oh, yeah. I opened yeah, my shed one time. Could. I opened the shed babies. one time, and the squirrel ran up the wall and out the front door and scared the living hell yeah. out of me. Did you squeal? Fratelloni's I, I, like a little girl. Stores. He shrieked like a little girl. I did. All right. Um, uh, there's that, and Joe is ready to go, so I am rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 800. I'm sorry, number 958. November 3rd, 2022, the record high on this day was just two years ago, 75 degrees in 2020, and it was 8 degrees in the aftermath of that Halloween blizzard, 8 degrees Oof. in 1991. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course... The rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Sushi. I got a note from Missy. 
who included a picture of what uh, of a fellow she's calling a future garage logician. This was our nine-year-old grandson's pumpkin this year. I thought you would enjoy it. There is hope. And then a parenthesis. What he did is he took. Uh, isn't there a grill called the egg? Or sure, yeah, the big green, green egg. One. He turned a big green egg into a pumpkin. Oh, nice! And it was pretty, uh, pretty GL-like. And she notes his mother and uh, and a kid you used to have went to school together, Missy in Eau Claire. So he, the kid he, I used to have, is not old enough to be a grandmother. No, this must be no. the mother of the kid. There you go. The kid I used to have went to school with. Yeah. Okay, I get it now. I get so it now. wait a minute. He painted up a big green egg orange. No, it stayed green, but he, you know, he he uh, he, he accessorized. Just, he said, "This is my pumpkin." All Describe right. for me because I don't recall the post-Halloween blizzard. What was our Weather like you just cited eight eight degrees as a as a low or a apparently high. it was very cold for a while and then that snow melted and then I think it ret- uh, a snowfall or two returned by Christmas. Okay, because I thought I remembered a melt that all that snow did go away, but just not that first right. week. No, the first week it did not go away. Okay, there were tremendous ruts in the street. I remember going sideways down Grand Avenue. <laughs> Where like, the no, I'm serious. Where the car got hooked up, uh, it was almost like riding on rails, and the car got crossways to the street, and I went down the street sideways. Jeez. Oh boy! Until <sighs> I could wrestle the wheel back. Uh, by the way, just one quick note on last night's game. I'm joining all others, including uh, emailer Mark, to write uh, four pitchers do not constitute a no hitter. Amen. They had a nice shutout. Mm-hmm. And Reavers has walked me off the ledge regarding the pulling of Christian Javier after six innings. Dusty Baker obviously thinking I'm going to need this kid again oh, yeah. this weekend. So okay, I'm off the ledge on that one. But don't call, don't tell me this is a no hitter. It's not. It's a it was shutout. a hell of a it was a hell of a shutout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Twins could use a guy like Ryan Press. Chris is 100 Chris. pitches the magic number. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's basically. What you determine? Well, he was only through not only, but he was through six innings, and he was going to need probably one forty to get through the whole game. And you're going to the series is only half over, so you're going to basically need him again. Got it. And John, does uh, Dusty buy into the new um, rules with pitching? Not, not, not really. No, but he did uh, last he, night. He does uh, tend to leave pit, pitchers in a little longer than most Thank other you. managers. I think he goes with his gut. Well, what, did Furman, his- what did Fermander go? Six and a third. Before Dusty pulled him? Do you suppose if this game had happened mid-season and it wasn't a big deal, he would have left him Dusty would have let him go. Yes. If he didn't need him again for the World Series, yeah. And it's not a Jack Morris situation either. What Reavers and I were chatting about this, uh, the Morris situation was now or never, do or die, no tomorrow, seventh game. In fact, I found a clip, it must have been last week, where someone, it might have been one of you guys, uh, asking about him post-game, and he said, "Well, I got a long time to rest. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get to some other meat, uh, I have a word on the attack on Paul Pelosi. I think it's abhorrent that an 82 year old guy gets hit over the head with a hammer. And I'm noting, and I, I, I think it's abhorrent what has happened to just public safety in general in San Francisco. And it's interesting to note." 
that great, great attention is being given to this case by the San Francisco, uh, the, the district attorney, Brooke Jenkins. And you want to say, well, that's great. And this, this fellow was an illegal immigrant and he'd been free to walk the streets of San Francisco. I think it's horrible in San Francisco when a guy can ride his bike into Walgreens and load up a garbage bag with products that he steals and then rides back out of the drugstore. I think the, uh, I think the, uh, the uh, rules of safety and civility in Los Angeles have been destroyed by the likes of Chase of Bowden, the district attorney who was recalled. Now, Brooke Jenkins uh, might very well have succeeded Bowden because she uh, apparently is a more law and order type and was participating in the recall efforts of Chesa Bowden. So maybe what we can anticipate is that uh, Brooke Jenkins is not, not necessarily playing to the uh, crowd here to protect uh, uh, Pelosi uh, she's, this is the way we can only hope she's going to act when it comes to crime in San Francisco. Hmm. Am I making sense? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because sure. San Francisco, San Francisco has been urban. San Francisco has been pretty much ruined by crime. Of course. Yes. Homelessness, drug addiction. They have the highest vacancy rate uh, for commercial development. I read where Steph Curry and his wife just, walked out on a possible purchase in a new luxury condominium tower in San Francisco because of the crime that would have been at their feet when they left the door. Wow. And, and so he's, he's not, uh, in fact, only five units in this extraordinarily expensive place have been purchased. And so I just want to say that I, I, I was made note of this yesterday when I saw Wolf Blitzer with a one-on-one with with Brooke Jenkins. Uh, Wolf Blitzer has never had a one-on-one with anybody regarding crime in San Francisco. So the temptation is to say, well, we're really on top of this at CNN. How dare they attack the husband of the Speaker of the House? I don't think it's that. I think in Brooke Jenkins, San Francisco might have some some chance to go after crime. If you want to know everything you need to know about San Francisco, in all seriousness, I follow a woman by the name of Michelle Tandler on Mm -hmm. Twitter, Mm -hmm. and she's about as far from a conservative as you can possibly get, and she's pointing out everything that's wrong with San Francisco. What gives her the authority to do this? She used to write for the San Francisco Chronicle. She saw the ways and the errors of the leftist movement and said, we got to fix this problem. She's a how, San Francisco how, native. And that's, did I read a big piece by her in the Atlantic? Most likely, yes. And how is she's that accepted really by how's that accepted by the left in San Francisco? Oh, she's attacked Kenny Daly. But that's why I really admire her work, because she's not afraid to go after the party she represents at all, which is what makes her in a very Small appealing way of hope. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the uh, office is up for re-election on Tuesday. Right. And Brooke Jenkins is one of the candidates. There's three candidates. So well, Bowden is not reappearing, is he? Uh, no, no, he's he's gone. She she actually was a member, not of his team, but she worked in the department and resigned uh, to support the recall campaign right. against so Bowden. That's yeah. that's what that's what leads me to say that we can have some anticipation that she's a straight shooter. Yeah, that she's going to go after. But everything. would she be going after 
this person to the degree based upon if this wasn't as high profile of a, of a person. I think that's what I've just spent five minutes telling no, you. No, I, I know that, but that, that doesn't give me any more hope is I guess what I'm trying well, to say. It does give me. It does. Now, obviously, this is such a high profile case right. that it has thrust her into the headlines on a daily basis. The point I'm making is that I, I hope she realizes that she must act this way with all crimes in San Francisco. But see, and I don't believe that. I think she's only Well, doing not this. all crimes will be headline-making and put her in the forefront of the news. But I don't want to have time to have an argument with you. I'm telling you why you're wrong. <laughs> okay. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Chesa Bowden is gone. He ruined the city. She helped get rid of him. She can't help it that one of the first cases that cross her desk is this guy, True. Paul Pelosi. True. So I, I don't know why I'm I'm reaching out so much to offer comfort to San Franciscans, but I think they have some uh, I think they have some justification in believing that this woman could help get them back on the right track. I think I do know why, because San Francisco is basically the heart of the mystery, isn't it? It, it really is. Yeah. It really is. Them in Seattle. And it's it's it might as well be in Europe for its beliefs in things that don't work like public transportation and whatever. Uh, in any event, there you, there you have it. I just wanted to get that off my chest. Uh, I don't think, I don't think the concern giving being given Paul Pelosi is undue. It's a big deal. It's a big story. And the guy who did, it's an illegal immigrant. God knows how many crimes he might've committed in San Francisco. How much trouble is this moron caused? The city of San Francisco. Michelle Tandler did tweet what you were talking about on October 30th. Her headline says, this is why Walgreens are closing in San Francisco. A business cannot sustain continued unabated theft at the expense of its paying customers, employees, and shareholders. And it's a video of I've a guy it. just going up and down the well, aisle. We've just, seen that. Yeah. Video. Well, you've witnessed it yourself, though. What, yeah, what should Walgreens do? What should Walgreens do instead of just the clerk you talked to said, eh, meh. It's okay. They do I, it I think they, well, it depends if they want to spend the money. They should probably hire a security guard. I, I can't imagine why they wouldn't because the, the the amount of product walking out of the store with that many people would put them in the red. They must factor that into their bottom line. Wow. They must factor in the losses. It's amazing. And it shouldn't be up to me to stop those girls. It should no. be up to a security right. officer. So, Okay. Uh, what else did I have? Oh, we mentioned uh, yesterday that there is a an altar of the dead in the Capitol. And we were wondering, uh, does that constitute religion? Oh, yeah. And uh, Bill Stein, who spent considerable time doing the Lord's work as a dentist in Haiti, writes, you spoke about the ofrenda or altar of the dead that is now up at the Capitol. Evidently, setting up an altar to the dead is now the thing to do among the liberal elite. Yesterday, much to my chagrin, my euphorian sister posted on Facebook pictures of her ofrenda, complete with photos of my mom, dad, great aunt Freda, and a few others on display. My dad is a fourth degree knight of Columbus. He would be appalled. My sister was quite pleased. I respect this tradition for my friends who, have let, who are of Latin descent. They hate the term Latinx, by the way, but we are as German as Munich in my family. This display has its roots in the Mayan and Aztec cultures and has adopted some features of Catholicism, much as voodoo has done in Haiti. 
I asked her if she followed the custom of putting out gifts for the dear departed dead, such as a bottle of Shenley's whiskey for Aunt Frida, Fleischman's gin for the old man, and a carton of camels for mom. <laughs> if she is going to do this crap, she should at least follow the rules. Perhaps I can get one of my Haitian friends to come and sacrifice a chicken for Christmas. Good luck, Bill Stern. <laughs> I don't think he thinks highly of those things. Oh, yeah. Okay, what's this? Just a minute. Oh, I have from Jordy. I did not watch President Biden's remarks last night. Uh, did anyone? I did not. I, I saw some clips, but I did not see the entire John. speech. He, uh, yeah. Uh, Jordy notes that uh, Biden on Wednesday tried to set expectations for a messy counting process in the midterm elections. Uh, okay. He was setting up the law, so it's a SID rule. Right. Uh, this never used to be a problem, and now that we have advanced technology, it's suddenly a problem. I'm going to paraphrase, uh, paraphrase Biden's speech. This is Jordy. The 2022 midterms, like the 2020 elections, are a work in progress that will one day, when the right ballots are found, elect somebody. Huh? Okay. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to find the clip. That isn't it interesting that both sides of the political aisle use that same tactic mm -hmm. wasn't it used before the 2020 election uh didn't hillary use it and hillary used it mm -hmm. in 16 yeah it's 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 the new tactic and didn't it start with started in florida with jeb bush or is my memory incorrect no that was the hanging chads doesn't it go back to 12 or even eight uh, it could, but uh, it's a lack of to 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 be unable to accept defeat uh, is an indication of a poor character. But wouldn't you say that started with Gore and Bush? All this election—that's when it was. Yes, that's when it was. Uh, because he's not my president. They all said Bush is not my president. Right. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go to Canada. I'm going right. to. It's the same people who are leaving the, Twitter head, now, but head not. North. Take, uh, right. take 35. Yeah. Yeah. The difference, though, in that Nobody election. Yeah. Well, and which one, John? Which the one? difference in the 2000 election. Both yeah. candidates realized uh, the election was more important than uh, saying, you know, I'm going to cause trouble like certain candidates did in 2020. And right. instead of living with the outcome, they both, both Bush and Gore said, whatever happens, happens, done. Right. So whether you agreed or disagreed with it, you should have agreed with your candidate. That's that's the way Speaking, I see it. So that may have been the last classy election was, so move. It was, it was. It's, uh, Such, uh, the upcoming election in Biden, were we off the air? We might have been doing uh, some off-air chatting when you brought up George Will and his editorial. I yeah. just scanned that. Uh, it's re piece. it's reprinted today in the Star Tribune. Wow, that's a really good piece. George that's Will has written, written a Washington Post column uh, suggesting that for the good of the country, Biden and Harris should not run in the next election to save the country from Trump. But right. he doesn't get to that until the very right. last, almost innocuous paragraph. Right. Well, Tr Will, who is a bright guy, a bit of a libertarian. Yeah, am I wrong? And he notes uh, with obvious, that's why I trust him. Well, Boy, he I'm notes sorry. with great credibility that that among Trump's horrendous faults is he's certainly not a conservative. 
and it's been an embarrassment to the likes of George Will to see people call themselves conservatives. Uh, Hannity calls himself a conservative. Mm -hmm. He doesn't even know what that means. He, uh, I heard Hannity uh, yesterday say, wouldn't it be great to have Herschel Walker as a senator? Oopsie. Herschel Walker's insane. Yeah, yeah, it would Oopsie. not be. He's nuts. Right. And he's been made nuts by concussions is my And he's just prediction. running on his name. It's not. Uh... Well, Herschel Walker isn't a conservative. He, he doesn't even know what it means. You know? Yeah, I was going to. I'll just be quiet. <laughs> he doesn't know what spaghetti means. I had a thought, but it got stuck in my neck. Oh. I was going to play a couple of clips from Biden, but at what spaghetti? spaghetti. It's rambling nonsense, and none of it is factual. None of it. In fact, the White House Joe yesterday issued this tweet uh, just shy of twelve hours ago. Seniors are getting the biggest increase in their Social Security checks in 10 years through President Biden's leadership. What audio do you want to play that you're hesitant to play? Well, can I point out why they deleted that tweet? Yeah. Well, the reason that Social Security is so high is because we've had the highest inflation in 40 years. Yeah, it's, right. it's based on inflation. Yeah, right, the increase right. is based so on were, inflation. They were sitting here patting <laughs> well, themselves on the back. It's Positive Thursday. That's They're trying to put a positive spin on it. <laughs> what, yeah, you're what, right. That was a Joe spin. What audio do you have from Biden? Uh, is it from last night's it, remarks? It is, but just give me a second. I'm going to see which one I... Uh, yeah, let me, just give me a second here. All right, because I, well, while you're doing that, I'm going to read a challenge to John Height. Uh-oh. Be ready, Johnny. Uh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm poised. Dairy, dairy, Hirsch, and divide Colorado rights. I would be surprised dairy. if you read this letter on the air. <laughs> well, I usually read the letters on the air that you tell me I won't. I would be surprised if you read this letter on the air, but at least I can get my opinions through the year to you. We all know that Johnny Height leans more left than your average GLer. No, that's, that's a I think that's a fair statement. I, I don't. I, I don't. I, there's one. Well, you know what? Continue reading the letter because that will uh, lead probably, I'm guessing, to what I will say afterwards. Go ahead. Having someone with a different viewpoint in discussions during the show can be advantageous as well as entertaining as they incite spirited repartee among the participants. However, when he is acting as a newsman, his personal political and sociological views should not play a part. Joe, you have often expressed dismay at the bias of the news media at large, their failure to report facts, and in some cases, completely ignoring stories, but rather twist things to their own agenda as a slap in the face to true journalists. During Mr. Height's news segment, he seems to delight on an almost daily basis of finding some story that is anti-Trump, regardless as to whether it is truly newsworthy or in some cases factual. All the while, he neglects to give reports of more significant stories of disreputable behavior, lies, or in some cases, illegalities of politicians from the left. Oh, boy, I, I have trouble with that, Derry. I'm not sure I, I buy your reasoning there. No. Therefore, I am throwing down the gauntlet. Mr. Hyde, I am challenging you that every time you find it necessary to provide some set of some sort of negative report on Trump, that you also include a report of equal or greater significance or greater significance of someone from the progressive left. Those kinds of stories are certainly not difficult to find. Prove to us GLers that you are more than just a mouthpiece for the left. 
but are in fact a reputable journalist. And while you are at it, you can also drop your proclivity to include a story that has some sort of sexual content to it. Those kinds of stories have no business being on a legitimate newscast. Oh, it should be left to the tabloids <laughs> where they belong. Thank um, you for listening. Always pushing back, Gary. Uh, out which, which, which one of us gets to I go get to first? Me, 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 me. I think it should be John. Maybe. Well, yeah, can I just really well, quick? Let's take John two seconds. First. What was a person's name again? Dairy. Dairy. I'm so sorry. No bear meat at the glory hole. <laughs> oh, way okay. to go! Way to go! Now Derry's going to write you a letter. Right. <laughs> uh, well, uh, part of the problem here is uh, he wants tit for tat. If there's a, a, a story about Trump, say, let's say Trump, let's say right after the elections, just as an example, let's say the former president gets indicted. Mm-hmm. Should I ignore that and no, you make sure I make sure I put a story where there's a Democrat who says something silly? No, of course not. And what happens so much with the former president is. There, they are news stories because he is the former president. Number one, and number two, uh, it's not always positivity that's associated with the story. If that makes sense, he's being yeah. investigated for eight different things that are yeah. crimes. I, I have a deeper thought about this. It finally has occurred to me why uh, GLers have trouble with me mm-hmm. in my opposition to Trump. Uh. The difference between GLers who favor Trump and me is the following. You still apparently regard him as a serious political force or political candidate. I never have. I don't think he is a, I think he's a despicable soul whose brain was stunted at the age of six or seven. I'm not being facetious. I don't think he is a, a meaningful thinker in any positive sense of the way to, to look at that. I don't consider him a guy in the GL lexicon. He's just not a guy. He's a, uh, he's a, he's a pus on the skin of America. He's a boil. And I don't, I don't regard him uh, in any way, shape or form as someone who has great ideas. And if he does, they occur to him whimsically and accidentally, or they come from people around him. Uh, I, I cannot take him seriously, uh, never have. And I really, really am on uh, George Will's side calling for uh, Harris, who, who will really eviscerate it in this column. Uh, I, I, I'm on Will's side in calling for Harris and Biden to step aside and, and the Democrats are going to have to find somebody or the Republicans are going to have to find somebody to prevent Trump from winning again, because that would, that would be a, a poison to this country. It, but would, when, okay. it would not but work. when you're presented with the two options you were presented with back in 2020, what the hell are you supposed to do? I didn't have an option. That's what I'm saying. Neither, none of us really did. Yeah. That's what I guess what I'm trying to say. Okay, stop right there. Who on this show disagrees with what Joe just said? I don't. I don't. Matthew? Uh, I don't. And obviously John doesn't. Uh, back to the letter, I think his criticism is more a criticism of the show in general i think so john is not doing hard news here um this isn't like back in the days uh, when we were on the radio and john would step in 
and do the news and then step out. This is an opinion show. This is an entertainment show. And we don't represent the conservative side, just like we don't represent the liberal or Democrat side. We represent the Joe, side. Matthew, Chris, John, and Kenny's side. Us, just dudes. And we're floating all over the map politically. So I don't think you can blame John on just one thing. I think, to me, John is doing a wonderful job, and I, en oh, I enjoy gee. his... Oh, shut up, John. I enjoy his contributions, and, and I think Joe does too, right, Joe? I do. Yeah. Uh, plus, plus, John is part of the show, so it's entirely uh, to be expected that some of his opinions are going to leak into newscasts. It's not like I'm assigning John the role of Walter Cronkite here. Right. This is just right. uh, we're and, just and, us and, sitting in the boathouse above and, and in I'll, Spoon Lake. I'll reveal a top secret thing that I probably shouldn't. I, I told Joe when he asked me to join you permanently on the podcast, I said, well, I'm sorry, but I disagree with a lot of the S you say. And Joe said, bring it on. I don't care. Well, that's right. the beauty of garage logic is, you know, when you used to take calls, if someone disagreed, they went to the head of the class yep. and you said, okay, give me your point and, and, and see what we can. And do. I didn't argue with him. Did I Rook? No. I told him why they were wrong. You told him why they were wrong <laughs> before you hung up on him. No, and you never hung up, but that's the beauty. You don't have to agree with John height. 100% of the time, John height doesn't have to agree. There's no litmus test here. And if you disagree, we can still go out and have lunch together and not, Hate each other. That's the beauty of it. Eckberg Lammers is getting a great response from the GLers because the GLers are awakening to the fact that when they die, and unfortunately we all do, they don't want their their estate, their belongings, their stuff to become the province of the courts. They need an estate plan or a will. They need this spelled out so your family can uh, get along smoothly with their life and their business uh, because Eckberg Lammers has been creating estate plans and wills for their clients for more than 70 years. They specialize in working with people like us on estate planning. And if you don't think you need one, think again, you all have everything. You think you don't have anything, but you have everything, especially it's going to be looked at as everything when you're not around. That's true. And when you're not around, you want your family to have all of that in place so you can avoid the courts deciding for you what's going to happen to your stuff. The estate planning team at Eckberg Lammers can help you make sure your estate transitions smoothly. And that's what you want. You're not going to be here. You'll be in the great beyond. You want a smooth transition. But you'll know that back on the orb, known as Earth, <laughs> back on the orb, things are taking place smoothly the way you would have wanted. Make an appointment with Eckberg Lammers and take care of this. It's vitally important. It doesn't make any difference if you're old or young. I'd get it done. I've done it. Call Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878 or visit Eckberg Lammers at eckberglammers.com slash will. How about this? Uh, John, I'm trying to say nice things about you. Shut up, John. <laughs> Shut up, John. <laughs> so far, this show is 100% better than yesterday. <laughs> uh, while we were doing that segment, Liz Collin emailed me oh. asking if she could come on to promote her book. And I answered for you and said yes. because What I book? Um, she wrote a book called basically 
about the slanted media? Help me, guys. What would you yeah. call it? Why don't you have the Rev on with her? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, he um, he went after her pretty good on Twitter. Yeah, I think it, I, I I'd like Do to. We read have it, a actually. title of the book. They're lying. The Ooh. the the basis of the book is that the media's take on the George Floyd thing was wrong. That that's how I understood it, and oh, that's that why the Rev. That's why the Rev took off after. Is it out? After yes, she's doing yes, book signings and stuff. I think it'd be interesting to talk to her. Fine. Okay. Plus, obviously, she's a fan of the show. Don't so, ever uh, answer for me again, ever. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. So I'm guessing that she's probably talking about his criminal history and and stuff like that, right? I'm assuming I haven't read it. I'm I'm just saying what the what I've read on Twitter, which is the George Floyd situation was entirely the result of it being filmed. Oh, well, yeah. And he died in an alley and nobody saw it. Nothing would have come. I'm staying out of it. That would, well, I was going to say, I don't think I'm saying anything. No, I'm just, I don't, I don't want to say anything about it because I I have a lot of thoughts, but I don't want to share them publicly. Yeah. So, so there's that. There's that. And Um, I continue to think that Chauvin had the far away look in his eyes. He did. Uh, It wasn't there. Correct. How hard can it be to play a ukulele? Thank you, Kenny. Thank you so much. What? <laughs> no, I'm, there's, I'm, I'm, it's I've easy. got this Star Tribune site up um, for the uh, school board members, and the ad up there is how to choose the best ukulele. Well, and that is it, that is important, though, getting a good ukulele, because they make a lot of cheap ones, which you can't keep in tune. Do you have one? Uh, Dylan's got one. How hard is it? It's Is not, it, there's, you can buy a little chord book and it'll teach all the chords and because it's just meant as a simple instrument, you know, you play four or five chord it, songs and that's it. Is Hawaiian? Uh, I, you know, it's the folk songs and stuff where you can learn. But and, is it comparable to a mandolin? Because a mandolin sounds like no, it's hard to mandolin's play. mandolin's hard to play, yeah. Yeah. Have you, yeah, there's a great clip. Why is Remember a mandolin the, harder to play? Because it's smaller? It's like playing no, lead guitar all the it's, time. Yeah, it? it's like, go watch like Marty Stewart or something play mandolin or one of the old bluegrass guys, and you'll go, whoa, yikes. Mm-hmm. These guys are amazing. Uh, but there's a great scene in the Beatles anthology where I think it's uh, George Harrison, McCartney, Petty, and somebody else, Jeff Lynn maybe, sitting around playing ukuleles and singing songs. It's just charming as hell. Just you Did know. Ralph Stanley played a... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, mandolin. Yeah. Killer mandolin player. Yeah. I don't like the ukulele. <laughs> it reminds you of Tiny Tim. <laughs> Hold on, let me write that down here. Uh, reminds you of Arthur Godfrey. Got, got some room on my bulletin board. I'll post Boy, it. Joe, you just showed your age there, man. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> God damn it. How do you like... How you like being on the air right now? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> really, really? They're fighting with the wife. No, over. Leland's getting sent home from school. What do you mean? No, no, no. They he's he's running a fever. Oh, oh. and he can't be there. Well, he's, that's he's disappointing. I was really hoping it was because something he did or said. Let's go. That he learned from his dad. Oh, he, he would be the kid. William would never get in trouble. Leland would be, yeah. Well, my dad just did that yesterday. Dad says it's easy to find a dead cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a um, 
Ken. Hey, hey. How about a Moon Motorsports from you, Kenny? Mooner. Let's do her, Mooner. Okay. Joey, are you done? You're done. Okay. All right, I'm rolling. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushi. No, you need it right now. Right now, right, right now. Brands that you need right now, Moon Motorsports has them right now. Check out the website, moonmotorsports.com. If you've waited all year to finally get that motorcycle of your dreams, oh, and the day has come. And it doesn't matter if it's Triumph, Ducati, uh, BMW, KTM, Husqvarna, Honda, Yamaha, Can-Am. Go ahead, buy that bike right now from Moon Motorsports. They will provide free winter storage, or they'll deliver your new ride for you for free. Minnesota locations only, though. Uh, and this week is the perfect week to take possession of your dream bike. Moon really does have the widest selection of bikes in the area. Stop into Moon Motorsports and experience the unparalleled motorcycle lineup and meet a couple of their bike experts, both Dave and Jake. They're always ready to help their fellow riders. Moon Motorsports is our Minnesota motorcycle ATV side-by-side service parts sales they do it all there. They're located on the south side of 94, just west of Highway 25 in Monticello, and on the web at moonmotorsports.com. I have, your, I have your audio. I forgot to tell you during the break, whenever, oh. you're, whenever you'd like it. Well, before I move on, I would like to, is this from last night? Yes, this is this from is Mr. Biden. This is President Biden yesterday talking about the transition uh to electric vehicles joe and by the way in your home you know the batteries that we have now and they're getting more and more sophisticated you know a lightning storm takes out all the electricity in the house guess what you can plug your car into the house and make it light up <laughs> you think i'm joking it's a little simplistic but literally you can literally you can <laughs> oh this summer <laughs> i can't Never mind. So if you lose all the power in your house, you just plug in your car, and you're good to go. Where would you plug something into the car? Uh, great the question. car doesn't have an electrical outlet right. on it. Right. Well, maybe not now. Uh, John Kerry also had a quote about that very thing yesterday as well. Ford Motor Company and General Motors and other companies around the world have spent hundreds of billions of dollars retooling their plants. Why? Because they're going to. electric. <laughs> And by 2035, that's all we're going to have in America, electric cars being manufactured, not on the road, but being sold in in new cars. That's President Biden's goal. By 2035, he wants the power sector of America to be carbon free. So if we accelerate these efforts, which is what technology and entrepreneurial activity help us to do, uh, this is going to change even faster. And, and so that's where I draw enormous hope and, and some optimism because I believe we can still make this happen. But we have to make the right decisions and implement those decisions. Hmm. You, uh... <laughs> you, you apparently uh, can't use the cars. To, to power your house. Really? But if you do, you void, if it's a Tesla, you void your warranty. 
<laughs> I don't know why, but uh, that's quite you, a catch uh, that uh, Joel wasn't aware of, apparently. Yeah, and apparently some folks have done this and bragged about it on social media. Then they lose their warranty. <laughs> then they lose their Tesla warranty. Uh, oh, what a neat world we live in, huh, Mayor? So, Yesterday, yeah. the Star Tribune editorial board endorsed school board candidates. I only mention it because it shows how it, it's a very uh, interesting look into the failed academy. And I believe this would be true the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings all around the country. Uh, when you, well, Star Tribune editorial board endorsed Colin Beachy, Sonia Emmerich, and Laurel Myra for the school board. Minneapolis voters will send five new board members to the city's board next month, a majority of the nine-member board. None of the incumbents whose terms are up opted to run again. And one former member abruptly resigned, citing broken trust between the board administration and the community. The new Minneapolis Public School Board will need to address rebuilding trust after a difficult teacher strike last spring and the rollout of a controversial redistricting plan. Board members also must tackle declining enrollment, budget shortfalls. Let me stop right there. If the enrollment is declining, quit right. asking for more money. Exactly. Right. Uh, a lawsuit over hiring practices and the growing number of student mental health issues, declines in test scores among all students and continuing disparities in academic outcomes between white students and students of color heightened by COVID-related remote learning are also on the agenda. But when you read about these people, uh, well, when I read about these people, I don't come away with great confidence in their ability to lead anything, much less a school district. So let me get this straight. Check this out. Lay it down, bro. Enrollment's down. Mm -hmm. Test scores are down. That's correct. But what we do is we need more money. I'll fix all that. Right. And there's been no studies in this country. This is a serious note. Wow. There's been no studies taken in this country, or maybe they've been taken, but none can indicate that the more money you spend, the higher the achievement. That does not, there is no, right. no. cause and effect there. No. No. Yet, arguably, their most important task will be selecting a new super following the departure of Ed Graff. He's been there for six years. Ed's leaving. The uh, November 8th general election ballot will, will include three district seats, one, three, and five, and two at-large citywide streets. Four are vying to represent the whole city, and two are running in the District 5 race. District 1 and District 3 are uncontested. And again, we learned that the Star Tribune editorial board's choices are Colin Beachy, Sonia Emmerich, and Laurel Myra uh, Beachy. Uh, is 51. He's been teaching for 21 years. The last aide in special ed in Minneapolis is a current district employee, cannot also serve on the board and would have to leave that position if elected. Beachy told the board he's inspired to run by the murder of George Floyd, which he took on an equity leadership role at his school and the teacher strike. He is bright and thoughtful and strikes us as someone who would do his homework and carefully consider issues facing the board. Emmerich, 40, she's uh, endorsed, Sonia. Uh, she uses the they, them pronouns. She's a community oh, organizer, uh, which is a euphemism for 
anything you want it to be, a board member of the Autism Society of Minnesota and a member of the district special ed advisory committee. They also have a special needs son. They does. Oh, I, I, they both do. I, I don't know. That's their interest in board service was, was sparked by seeking services for their son, prompting them to think about advocating not only for him, but for others. They're also impressive and well-formed. So the Star Tribune buys this BS. They're referring to Emmerich as a there because she has pronouns, they, them. No, she has a mental illness problem. You're not a they, them. Right, right. You have a name. Allegedly has a mental illness. Thank you. Uh, they're also there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. T-H-E-I-R? They're possessive T-H-E-Y or they are? T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E. Okay. They're also impressive and well-informed about school operations. Emmerich, uh, Emmerich's the they, they, them, <laughs> said they're, they're not ashamed to be poor. So they're poor because it has taught them <laughs> how to budget wisely and navigate many of the same federal and local problems, programs the Minneapolis school families depend upon. They, I, I can't believe my life has come to this. So to, <laughs> they have demonstrated skills oh. as a youth and street outreach worker and would prioritize equity issues. Of course they would. Uh, former MSP board member, Kerry Joe Felder, 49, also served on the, is Felder? Well, she's, yeah, not Felder's the one in trouble, right? Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. we'll get to Felder here. So stay yeah. tuned. Former yeah. MPS board tuned. member, Carrie Joe Felder, 49, served on the board in the District 2 seat, but was defeated in her 2020 re-election bid. She must be running against they, them. She is... Uh, uh, Which uh, one was they again? Uh, they, them <laughs> is uh, Laurel Myra. Got it. Wow. I think. No, no so, Sonia Emmerich. Sonia Emmerich is they, is they them. Yeah. <laughs> they is they am. They is they, they is they am. God help Get me. through the nose. God the give nose. me the patience. <laughs> I pray for patience. You got ahead of me. I started reading about uh Colin Beach. Well, don't get ahead of me. Let's let's just relax here. No, you were ahead of me. Yeah. Um I, I'm reading about Colin Beachy. He is passionate about project-based learning, social-emotional learning, equity, and restorative practices. Thank you. And beliefs that relationships are vital to education. And the one thing that popped up was social-emotional learning. And I thought, what kind of bunk is that? And it actually sounds like something we all just acquire um, organically. Right. It's the process which all young people and adults acquire and apply the knowledge, skills, and attitudes to develop healthy identities, manage emotions, and achieve personal and collective goals, feel and show empathy for others. So that's not so bad, but what in the hell is equity and restor- restorative practices? What is that? I don't know, but I'll be glad to come back to it. Uh, they, them is running against Felder. <laughs> they, and Felder, uh, in her interview with the Star Tribune, the Star Tribune ends up telling us why they, they can't endorse Felder. Felder's 
Felder touts previous notable accomplishments, including bringing AP classes to some North High schools, North Side schools, but she struggled to work collaboratively with her colleagues on the board and could be more disruptive than helpful during meetings. In a recent interview, she seemed scattered and not focused on the questions asked. Then last week, she responded to social media posts that alleged she'd physically abused members of her family by saying the concerns were valid and that she is consulting with her doctor about a possible substance abuse issue. We'd argue that she should focus on her health and end her campaign for school board. Also on the ballot for an at-large seat is Lisa Skefji, 40, Vice President of Community Impact and Engagement with the Minnesota Indian Women's Resource Center. She could not be reached by the editorial board. Hmm. Laurel Myra, 41, is Director of the Mino Bima Dezewin Wellness Clinic, a clinic operated by the Red Lake Nation that offers pediatric mental health care and adult mental health and substance abuse treatment. Uh, maybe Felder could drop in there. And uh, she's an enrolled member of the tribe. She holds a PhD and is a licensed marriage and family therapist. Myra decided to run for the school board after working on the MPS American Indian Parent Advisory Committee, where she learned more about the district's budget struggles and special education funding gap. If elected, she would look for a new super with strong business acumen and one who has demonstrated skills at improving student outcomes and closing racial. She almost sounds sane. Yeah, and, and closing racial achievement disparities. Her experience as a director of the clinic and her leadership on racial equity issues, along with her mental health expertise, would serve the district well. Okay. Myra is opposed by Lori Norville, 50, an uh, executive assistant at the Hennepin Theater Trust and a former math teacher. She thinks her perspective as a former teacher would be valuable, and she hopes she could help more educators and parents feel heard. However, in this race, Myra is the better choice because of her range of experience. The unopposed candidates are Abdul Abdi uh, in, in District 1 and Fathia Ferrari in District 3, Beachy, Felder, Norville, Abdi, and Ferrari have DFL and Minneapolis Federation of Teacher Union endorsements. Hmm. Myra seems to me to be, uh, uh, I, I like what she does now. Yeah. I, I mean, what she's doing, the work she's doing right now, not being on the school board, seems pretty interesting and cool. And I can't believe she would leave all that. So they didn't. So they did, though they did endorse they, them. Yes. Because they, they them is running against Felder. Correct. Who, coincidentally enough, made today's newspaper. Uh, she apparently. Uh, and they, them again, that's Sonia Emmerich. That's right? Right. How, look at how fast you guys have succumbed to that. You're calling them they, them. Well, well I'm doing it. Ironically. It's not respectful. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Matthew. <laughs> Uh, she Just was contacted, uh, they, gotcha. them, uh, is Felder, they, them, 
No. No. No, yeah. Felder, yeah. Felder's running Emmerich. against they, them. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, Felder got a bit of a jam. She uh, she uh, is consulting a doctor about a potential substance abuse issue and will soon meet with a mental health professional. Felder said she is on painkillers due to a case of severe osteoarthritis. Uh, she was in a she was uh, attacking her family apparently in a car, right? Yeah, on vacation in what Maryland or something like that. A Minneapolis school board candidate is facing calls to drop out of the race days ahead of the election amid allegations the she endangered her stepchildren on a recent trip to visit colleges in Maryland. Carrie Joe Felder is running for one of two at-large seats on the board. She's married to the father of two students in the district and refers to herself as their bonus mom. Wow. The children's mom, Van Daly. Who can keep up with all this? In a Facebook post published October 24, accused Felder of nearly causing a car wreck while she was allegedly intoxicated by assaulting everybody, including my ex-wife, while he was driving. Wait a minute. My my ex while he was driving, not wife. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My ex while Mm -hmm. he was driving. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, reach for comment Wednesday. Felder declined to answer questions from the Star Tribune. All right, who's Daly? <laughs> Daly <laughs> is the, that's the mother, the child's person. mother. Yeah. Van the, real, the biological mom. That's she, Van, yeah, Van she Daly. Daly attended a news conference Wednesday, where she outlined the allegations. Nafisa Muhammad, an education activist and parent of students in the district who was also there, said she believes Felder is unfit to lead. I do too, uh, Nafisa. Well, we, we need leaders who are, let me turn, apologize. We need leaders who are. Uh, role models. Whatever they said there. Role, role models. Yeah. yeah. Role models. All right. Yeah. Since we've got a problem here, we've got. Um, I'll she, say. They, them against Felder and both of them from my point of view are awful you know when you were thus the failed academy i was just gonna say why in god's name would you ever send your kid to a public school in minneapolis well they used to be all right right i'm not not anymore i'm not ashamed or disappointed that my son um went well the teachers union is headed by somebody who was opposed to capitalism yeah so what what is this? This is a just a you know what this is? It's a big bleep show. Is it Greta Thunberg? Because she's also against capitalism. No, she finally came out though, didn't she? Yeah. She's she's ahead of there. Role models, oh yeah. Local news site Southwest Voices published a statement attributed to Felder last week acknowledging the social media post expressing valid concerns about my behavior this past weekend on an out-of-state trip. I want everyone to know. But I'm taking this situation very seriously and working to repair harm however I can. Felder, don't run. Go away. You're it's bad enough who's running. Uh you you don't need we don't need your well, help. Well then she's continue uh conceding to they them there. What? Huh? Huh? Yeah. 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 Exactly. God help us. <laughs> I don't think he yeah. I like how you got really confused there for a brief second. 
I was yeah, thought, I, I was finding was joy in that as well. Ex-wife was a wife. <laughs> I thought I didn't. Uh, I'm puzzled. I, I'm flabbergasted. Let's return with John Heights news. So I got a great tweet over the weekend from Paulie, and he says, "Reeves, guess where? Patio." At Thirty Bales Restaurant Ooh. in downtown Hopkins, it was a nice weekend. Joe. Oh, wouldn't it have been yeah. great yesterday? It would have been. Uh, well, and Wendy, your burger would have flown away. But I'm trying to guess what he ordered. I'm going to guess that he ordered the chicken and sausage gumbo. Ooh, Ooh yeah, yeah. Wow. the good. That but I also great. got a note from Daryl. He took his wife to Thirty Bales uh, last week and said, "Reeves, you were right, and thanks for the recommendation from Such. The roasted Brussels sprouts were." Absolutely fantastic. Love them. They also come with a cheese dip topped with chips, maple bacon. Is it Lardens, Rook? L-A-R-D-O-N-S? That I don't know. I love food that tastes like dirt, and I mean that in only the most positive sense. I agree. Okay. Beets, Brussels sprouts. Radishes. Yep. Yep. Uh, and his wife ordered the fried cauliflower tacos because she's a health nut. My wife has also had those, and she cannot speak highly enough of them. But that's the beauty of 30 Bales Restaurant. They will take care of everybody. The health-conscious person in your life, the fat slob like me, they'll take care of everybody. The lunch menu starts at 11 a.m. and goes to 3 p.m. Happy hour Tuesday through Friday from 3 to 5.30. And they also have the brunch. So if you got family in town Saturday and Sunday at 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., Brunch, they will take care of you at 30 Bales Restaurant in downtown Hopkins. And they do online ordering and takeout, too. So if you don't want to stop in and or eat, dine in anyway, you can do the takeout option as well. 30bales.com, that's their website. And as I mentioned last week, those craft cocktails look absolutely outstanding. So stop in, say hi to Todd and the entire crew at 30 Bales Restaurant in downtown Hopkins. And please tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Tuesday. Flip Wilson. <laughs> this continues to be a 100% show better than yesterday, so nobody F it up. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. Ken, do you want to do Seafoam uh, here? Oh, uh, yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to kill everybody's mic but yours. And I'm just rolling, so do it whenever you want. Seafoamworks.com. That's an excellent source on the proper use of all the seafoam products. They also have some really good advice on their website on reviving bad running small engines. If you don't know how, it's nothing to fear. It's easy to learn. Basically, it's new plugs, new air cleaner, clean the carb, the gas tank, use fresh golf, uh, uh, excuse me, fresh gas. Let's do another take there. I I don't want to. Here's number two. Seafoamworks.com is an excellent source on the proper use of all the seafoam products. They also have some really good advice on their website on reviving bad running small engines. Uh, Now, if you don't know how, it's really nothing to fear. It's pretty easy to learn. Basically, throw in a new plug, new air cleaner, clean that carb out. You know, a blast of top engine cleaner from Seafoam will do that. Clean out that gas tank. That means drain it. And then use fresh gas with a gulp of seafoam motor treatment. Uh, The motor treatment can also be used to stabilize your fuel for up to two years. You hear us talking about that all the time on GL, making it ideal for storing your seasonal stuff. And everything it does for small engines, it's also going to do for your automobile, truck, tractor, and everything else, both gas and diesel powered. It's great preventive medicine. 
And it's great for reviving engines and trannies too, for that matter, with Seafoam Tranny Tune. You got to check out this we, uh, website. Um, pop around on it. Check it out, seafoamworks.com. And you can buy the stuff almost anywhere. That's what I love about them. Our local company with a global reach and a true miracle in a world of bad gas, Seafoam. Thank you. So is the race between Felder and they, them? Yes, from what I can tell. Jesus, that's not much of a choice. According to Ballotpedia, there are no school board races on the ballot. I got Senate District 64, 64A, Ramsey County Board of Commissioners. Go Bill Hosko. District Court. He's got to beat Rafael Ortega. No. All right, Johnny. Yes, sir. We're going to John here, I assume. (laughs) Yeah, we are, and we can right now. Okay. Uh, I got to say something first. Johnny, if you could give me a river town. Yep. Thank you. Um, wait, I just gotta make sure I edited, edited this last thing. I did not. Thank you. Thank God I checked. Okay. All right. We ready? Yeah. I am rolling. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. So Minneapolis voters, when you go to the polls, uh, keep in mind that for school board, your choice in one race is they, them versus Felder. Felder's uh, got some problems, and, and, and the other ones, they, them. Okay, so, okay. You know, Kelsey sends me a lot of videos, including one that was delightful. He sent me a compilation. It was called How We Used to Spend Our Sunday Nights. Okay. And it was a compilation of all the musical acts that have appeared on Ed Sullivan. Oh. It was great. Uh, but he also sent me one just to show you who's, who's going to be going to the polls. Uh, a guy is filming a couple attempting to put air in the tires of their Tesla. Oh, dear God. They had pulled up to a propane tank oh. and had the <laughs> propane hose in its fitting. <laughs> no. Attempting to jam it onto the to the stem of the tire. Oh, wow. What do you call those things? The stem. A valve stem. The valve stem of the tire. And this guy wow. uh, was filming them and said... What are you doing? And they were a little puzzled to be filmed. The propane thing is huge. And they said, what are you doing? Meaning the guy filming him. And he said, they said, we're trying to put air in our tires. And he said, that's a propane tank. Fail. And they went, oh, thank you for telling Thanks us. for the heads up. Yeah. You know, that reminds me of that's a lot. That's a Three Stooges episode. So, <laughs> and it was almost a cliche of stupidity because the woman, it was a couple. And the woman had gigantic a gigantic bosom okay you know 
She yeah, was yeah. sure. She, well, then all, all is forgiven. Exactly. Yeah, hard to miss. yeah. <laughs> all is forgiven. This right. Is so, conditions. how can I? Help? <laughs> I, no, I don't think it was fake. It was real. These idiots were trying to put propane in their tire. Uh, what would have happened? Well, so I, that reminds <laughs> me of a story. It, it wouldn't work. I'm in high school and I'm working at the Fairboys Hardware, not a Fratelloni's. And there was a new kid, a new hire, who was tasked with filling up a gentleman's kerosene tank mm -hmm. in the back. Well, the gentleman had handed him a red gas can. And as he was, and I didn't see him, but I, I, I said, what's he doing over there? So I walked over. He was about to pour it in and it had gas in like a little bit of residue inside. And I sprinted and grabbed it from like, what are you doing? You're almost, you almost killed all of us, you mm -hmm. idiot. Mm -hmm. But again, oblivious. You have to undergo a certification and training process to fill LP tanks, do you not? Well, this is just one of those, you know, handheld canisters it wasn't you know what i mean but yes he should have been but he should not have been doing it is, is part of the problem here's john height uh, thank you joe this news brought to you by rivertown medical center in stillwater it is they biased leftist oriented news that's right yes thank you uh and i'll make sure there's a sex story in it today too yeah, uh the uh, Rivertown Medical Center in Stillwater can help you out with peripheral neuropathy. Uh, if you got it, you know it. It's, uh, boy, that tingling and numbness you get in your hands and your feet, and it causes all kinds of problems. Your doctor probably has told you you're just going to have to live with it or maybe prescribe drugs like Lyrica, Gabapentin that don't really provide much relief. Well, Dr. Dan and Rivertown Medical Center can help you out. Neuropathy, it's caused by damage to the nerves, caused by a lack of blood flow that causes the nerves to begin to die off. They can help you out as long as you have not sustained 85% nerve damage. If you want some more info on this, find out, and to get a free neuropathy scan, you can attend a free seminar this Saturday at Wyndham, uh, excuse me, at Wingate by Wyndham, 3420 Northgate Boulevard North in Coon Rapids. Fellas, if you want to come up, that's about two minutes from my house. I'd, I'd make you some coffee, give you a cup of coffee, and you can run over there, huh? What do you think? Yeah. I ain't got no tingling yet. Oh, I'll okay. be there. 3420, I don't think you will. 3420 Northgate Boulevard in Coon Rapids, 651-661-4311. Leave your name and cell number and you'll automatically get a text reservation for the seminar. Again, that number 651-661-4311. It's this Saturday, 10 a.m. at Wingate by Wyndham, 3420 Northgate Boulevard North in Coon Rapids. Get a free neuropathy scan and find out all you can about peripheral neuropathy. Rivertown Medical Center in Stillwater. Uh, I did because you guys do this to me all the time. Uh, way back at the beginning of the show, we talked about the weather after the blizzard in 91. Yes. So I went and looked up temps. Yes. The Halloween and November 1st temps ranged from 23 to 32. So it was pretty mild temp wise right. when we got through all that snow. Uh, then after that, uh, the next few days fell into the teens and stayed in the teens for roughly a week, but they only got into the 30s. And by mid-November, daytime highs were all in the mid-40s. Really? So uh, wow. that uh, then cooled off again toward Thanksgiving. Right. But, uh, it did, uh, it must have, I don't recall this, but it must have all melted fairly, fairly quickly. Well, it created week. icy uh, ruts. Yeah, right away right. for the first week the and a half. Mm-hmm. In the news, with a unanimous vote, the Minneapolis City Council has confirmed Brian O'Hara as the city's next police chief. Uh, he was, of course, the director of police services in the mayor's office in Newark, New, Jer uh, in Newark, 
New Jersey. He had started as a street patrol officer in Newark, rose through the ranks over the past two decades. O'Hara says among his priorities is addressing what he called a crisis in staffing at the Minnesota Police Department. He vowed to make a vigorous recruiting effort to hire more officers because he said MPD is down about one-third of its officers from previous staffing levels. He said the city wants good police officers, right? I'm sure city residents don't care where those persons are from. They just want good officers and good policing. O'Hara starts the job already this upcoming Monday, November 7th. Wasn't it Newark where either yesterday or the day before two of, is it O'Hara? It's O'Hara. O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Two of yes. O'Hara's former, two of O'Hara's cops were shot trying to serve a warrant. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. According to. I think they're alive. Yeah, they were not killed, but they were yeah. shot to yeah. Newark. New Jersey police officers. According to today's report from the U.S. Drought Monitor, nearly 80% of Minnesota is experiencing conditions that are abnormally dry. Of that, over half is in a moderate drought, while nearly 20% is in a severe drought. The percentage of areas experiencing extreme drought is now at 6.5%. That's an increase from last week's 4.2%. A swath of land stretching from the western portion of Ramsey County to the eastern portions of Lincoln and Pipestone counties is in an extreme drought. Dry conditions causing numerous brush fires in the state yesterday, including one in the North Metro. It was around Columbus near the Carlos Avery Wildlife Management Area. West Broadway Avenue between Lexington and Kettle River Boulevard were shut down for a good portion of yesterday afternoon. What, what, what is Carlos Avery? I've been hearing about it all my life. I've never been there. It's, there are uh, lions there and tigers no, and elephants. And what, what is no, it? No, it's, it's, no, you drive by can the, and can uh, the public go in there? Oh, sure. Um, yeah. It's like any other spot in Minnesota. It's uh, mosquitoes and yeah. mud hens. Why, why would skunks. I go through there? Is it, a, is it beautiful? Uh, it's, it's nice. It's, you know, like what Kenny just said, it's uh, it's, it's a, Minnesota. Yeah, it's you know, but it's. I been think just, it's uncanny, and it's probably just me, but it seems that every storm and rain missed the Twin Cities this summer. It just seemed to always either go north or south of us. Huh? That's just probably me, but there you have it. There that were some. Carlos Avery. You mean the I, block you live on, right? I right. know there were some times we'd come in the next day and you'd go, oh, "We missed the storm again." Yeah. And Chris, Chris, and I would say it poured lightning and thundered when, for an hour in my house. You did not down. have that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From the Pioneer Press, pointing to fuel and inflation-related pressures over the past year, the St. Paul City Council has approved rate hikes for residential garbage collection, ranging from about. <sighs> Ranging from about 5 to 9%, depending on the type of service. That is in addition to a $5 increase to the city's. Why not? Right. The floodgates are open now. What's another five bucks? That five bucks is just for the annual cart replacement. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I haven't had an annual cart replacement. Those carts last forever, don't they? Serious question How many major cities in this country handle garbage? I have no idea. It's it's laughable. I don't know. Minneapolis does. It's do? part of, I bet yeah. most of them do. It's really? part of your water bill. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they're great. You could throw away a dead body. I mean, stiff. You could <laughs> lean it up against your garage out in the alley, and they'll haul it away, no questions asked. Well, I applaud that. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Get rid of it. Yeah. Do we really want to applaud that? Uh, yeah, customer. Customers with the largest trash bins will experience the biggest price increases. Per quarterly billing cycle, property owners can expect to pay between an extra three eighteen for every other week pickup to the smallest cart to an added nine fifty eight 
for weekly pickup of the largest cart after tax. That's 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 almost forty bucks a month. That's that's a lot of money. That adds up to an extra twelve seventy two to thirty eight thirty two before the annual five dollar annual special assessment collected by the city. Oh, that's What's... for the year. That's not for. I'm sorry. That's for oh. the year, not for for the week. So forty bucks a year. Uh, oh, that's really good. That's, that's way cheaper. The, I pay seventy no, every no, three no, months. No, Kenny, that's in addition to what you're paying now. An extra oh. $40. So oh. the, pr the prices were negotiated with a consortium of trash haulers. They apply to owners of one to four unit dwellings and will be effective January 1st through September 30th. We would have people come in from the suburbs with their couches and mattresses <laughs> and washing machines and old fish houses and just drop them off at the end of my driveway in the alley there and city would take them away and no questions asked. I think we awesome. get one large item a year. That's it. Yeah. You can put huh. a couch out there once a year. Hmm. Huh? Well, you're getting screwed. There Tell is, there's vehicle theft. And then there's this court records show a Montana man will serve probation after pleading guilty to two charges stemming from a chase in Stearns County last month that involved a stolen semi truck. 38-year-old Isaac Lee Burdenground Jr. of Gary Owen, Montana, entered guilty pleas to charges of fleeing a peace officer in a motor vehicle and a DWI in a commercial motor vehicle. Two other charges, theft driving a motor vehicle without owner's consent and DWI, were dismissed. According to online court what? records... Hmm? Hmm? Go ahead. Well, it was just a double double charge, basically. He was still charged. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, thank you. According to online court records, Judge Laura Morley stayed a 21-day sentence for both of the charges that he was convicted of, then sentenced him to serve five years of supervised probation with the Stearns County Community Corrections Department. He also has to pay supervision and program fees. Uh, this all happened uh, just west of St. Cloud back on October 13th. The Stearns County Sheriff's Office said they discovered a semi-truck pulling a 44-foot flatbed trailer with a forklift on it had been stolen out of Fridley around noon that day. The semi was found heading west on the interstate near County Road 2. Authorities tried to stop it using stop sticks. However, charging documents say some of those sticks were avoided, but the driver's side front tire eventually blew apart around mile marker 137, and it went into the ditch near the New Munich exit. After Burden Ground Jr. was arrested, a complaint states the preliminary breath test showed he had a blood alcohol content of 0 0.10 and an empty bottle of Southern Comfort was found on the semi's <laughs> floorboard. You know what I'm always amazed by? Hmm. Huh. You often, not often, you always see tire debris on freeways. Yes. Always. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that I've never been hit by a, a hunk of that. How'd you yeah. like to be hit by that when you're on a bike? Oh, my word, Oof. it would kill you. We'll yeah, kill you. That's well, why that's... I never linger behind semis no. ever. Yeah. Same with and me. And those tires are made to just lose their treads. Yeah. Well, because they're, they're, they're rebuilt retreads. tires. Right. They're right. retreaded yeah. tires. Yeah. Yeah. It it always frightens me when I see folks on the highway who get right behind. They want to drift with the semi and just stay right behind it. Yeah. I will never do that. I'll always oh, pass man. it. I don't want to follow the semi. Yeah, I even speed up to pass them. Mm -hmm. But what what do you suppose this guy is thinking? Do you think he is he actually thinking he's going to outrun them and lose them? Or is he just a dumb drunk just ass hammered. at? Just, I, uh, I think it was just the, the, yeah, the Southern Comfort perhaps was telling him what to do at that point. Courage. You know, you know what I mean, Rand? Yeah. Just think Courage. by 2035, that'll be an electric semi. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Trying the to go uphill in the truck lane. Never mind, there'll be no power to charge it, but right. it'll be electric. 
Well, they'd be charging your house. That yeah, point. you could charge your house with it. <laughs> well, semis are tough to get in under the forty-eight hour rule. I'd say yeah, they're very noticeable. Be, yeah. Yeah. How yeah. many do you have to have already sitting there? Six. Yeah, I swear she won't notice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Federal Reserve this morning, no, yesterday, approved a fourth consecutive three-quarter point interest rate increase and signaled a potential change on how it'll approach monetary policy to try and bring down inflation. In a well-telegraphed move that markets had been expecting for weeks, the central bank raised its short-term borrowing rate by 0.75 percentage point, three-quarters, to a target range of 3.75 to 4 percent. That is the highest level since 2008. The move continued the most aggressive pace of monetary policy tightening since the early 80s, the last time inflation ran this high. Chris, what was the line your buddy gave you? You'll get less house, but the good news is it'll cost you more? Basically, I asked him about the rise in interest rates. He said, well, the good news is you're going to get less of a house, but the, the, or no, the bad news is you're going to get less of a house, but the good news is you're going to pay twice as much as you would have a year ago in in your monthly payment, which is... Pretty accurate. Thanks, Joe Biden. You know, while Why does he always about... have to say, guess what? And I'm not joking. You'll notice he's always saying, that's no joke. You can plug your car into your house. That's no joke. I think it's one of his I verbal... didn't think it was a joke, Joe. I think it's one of his verbal crutches. Oh. And we all have them. But I, I don't think a... you're funny, Joe. I didn't I think it was a joke. Speaking of Joe, uh, we uh, discussed this a bit earlier in his speech yesterday, the president warning that candidates who refuse to accept Tuesday's results could set the nation on a path to chaos. Biden's assessment came as the FBI and other agencies have forecast that threats of violence from domestic terrorists are likely to be on the rise after the election. The president said of those unwilling to accept the outcome of U.S. elections, quote, it's unprecedented, it's unlawful, and it's un-American. Meanwhile, former New Jersey Governor Christine Todd Whitman, who is or was a Republican, said during an Axios Newsshapers event yesterday, part of her hope is that all the crazies do win during the midterm so that Americans realize the consequences. She did add then, though, but I realize I don't want to live in that world and I don't want to leave it for my grandkids, the damage they might do. Whitman told Axios' Elena Treen that the Republican Party has become a cult and added there's no set of central principles on which it's based. She said the GOP retaking Congress would be a rough two years. Now, I suppose I have to put that down, mark that down, right, according to Derry, because they said... Great irony about the 220 election is that it's the most attacked election in our history. And yet, and yet, there's no election in our history that we can be more certain of its results. See? (laughs) Every legal challenge that could have been brought was brought. Well, I, I pretty much, I pretty much agree with everything he just said. Yeah, but the problem is, John, he has no idea what he's saying. That's the problem. <laughs> what if Philadelphia beats Houston tonight three to two, and Dusty goes out and says, "I don't accept this." Yeah, I'm filing a lawsuit. Well, um, I think that will happen someday. I do too. I, I, I do too. I do. I that can. That's if you're not... going to tell me that four pitchers got a no hitter, nothing will surprise me. Yep. Uh, Continuing with the politics, (laughs) meanwhile, this should come as a shock to no one. A study by the Pew Research Center found that 61% of us adults in the U.S. uh, find both parties unfavorable. About a quarter of Americans say they have an unfavorable view 
of both parties. That would be me. I'd be in that group. Yeah, I'd be in that group too. Uh, Just uh, not too long ago, 1994, that was only 6%. So we've, uh, Isn't that something? you know what we're yeah. all asking ourselves? What? Where's the party? Where's the party? Where, Where is, is the, the party? party? No, uh, no winner. The Powerball drawing last night. Damn, that means I'm going to have to get a ticket. You yeah. did this already? No. Oh, not high enough? 1.2 yeah, million. Yeah, yeah, that, was, that wasn't enough. It's all, yeah. based, <laughs> it's all based on if I happen to be there with a car that needs gas. Uh, What's the ROI on two bucks uh, versus uh, $1.5 billion? We don't want to go into lottery talk. Lotto talk. Saturday Saturday's drawing should be about $1.5 billion, as Rook just said. Uh, There were some winning tickets sold yesterday in Minnesota, a $1 million Powerball ticket and three $50,000 tickets. The million one, it was sold at a quick trip in Hinkley. The three fifty thousand dollars quick trips. Ooh, I bet he got a burger with that. I mm. got a quick trip burger last Saturday. Nice. Mushroom Swiss. Damn thing I've ever had. Mm-hmm. The three fifty thousand dollar ticket sold at a Holiday in Coon Rapids, a Gas Plus in Roseville, and a Speedway in Litchfield. How are those? How are those prepared and served? Those quick they have trips? a kitchen inside. Oh, each yeah, they have, it's, it's yeah. got a chef. So they got not, a chef. It's not something that's been floating around in warm water. No, in fact, afternoon. if your timing is right, you can be there when the gal brings yeah. out a new batch mm-hmm. of them Fresh and up. just pluck one off, and it's still steaming. It's fun hot. to just linger there for oh, hours wow. waiting for that I love action wow. to happen. And, quick and, trip rocks, and they do not leave them there for long periods of time, no. Kenny. Uh, they wow. they replace them if as yeah, soon as they, I got to you know. get me to quick trip. Oh, I, yeah. I wish they Holy advertised cow. with us because I could say great things about they, them. Yeah, their food counter is yeah um, yeah okay. Anyway, the uh, the other piece of audio was the president recently at Union Station. I don't know. I I believe he I was. don't know. And when he, uh, I don't know. Don't have his itinerary, Chris. Sorry. Well, he uh, addressed <laughs> the crowd yeah. right away, as if to say, "Well, th- thanking them for yeah. for being there." Gays and gentlemen. Hmm? What? Gays and gentlemen? He was trying to say late, ladies and gentlemen. Gays and gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like he's been oh, on the yeah. Southern Comfort. Yeah. He was robbing the semi. Yeah. Gays and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's all right. Yeah, it's nothing Ted bash. Kennedy never said. He never, you could never understand him either. Well, he was also S face. Right. The suspect who violently assaulted Paul Pelosi was in the U.S. illegally, immigration officials have confirmed. David DePap was a visitor on an expired temporary visitor visa from Canada, according to the Home, uh, Department of Homeland Security. Immigration and Customs Enforcement has asked San Francisco County to hand DePap over to the agency, meaning that he could eventually be deported back to Canada if he's convicted of crimes against Pelosi, who would have to first complete his sentence here. Uh, law enforcement, by the way, determined that he had been living for the last two years in a garage of a residence in Richmond, just outside of San Francisco. In the garage, among other things, agents found hammers, a sword, a sword, a sword, wow. Wow. <laughs> a sword. Yeah, yeah, Actually, uh, yeah. Sean Connery, that's S words. That's yes. S words. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you're, let it oh snow. God. I let think it this, snow. Let, it snow. <laughs> let, it snow. let it snow. I wear that sweater. <laughs> yes. You know, that does not make uh, that guy a garage logician just because he was living in a garage. No, oh, okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, this, uh, I, this might be kind of a sex story. So I'm going to warn dairy ahead of, uh, in advance. If you're visiting the grounds around area 51, there's another stop you can make there. It's the alien cat house. 
where wow, prost- hey. prostitutes dress in space-themed outfits to offer an out-of-this-world experience. Wow. <laughs> if it's come to that, and that's what it takes, yeah. this is the place to go. <laughs> Got to have the helmet on. The Major old, that means Olson you've gone over there. Uh, to quote a friend, that means you've gone far too deep in the tabs. Yeah. Okay. The legal <laughs> UFO Take a few theme- days off. The legal UFO-themed brothel is located in the Armagosa Valley of the Nevada desert, about 90 miles outside of Las Vegas. Alien hunters scoping out Area 51 are encouraged to visit with a large pink sign that points them in the correct direction. But as you get closer to the entrance, another sign reads, we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone. Uh, This whole thing was first set up by Dennis Hoff. You might remember him. Uh, yeah. If you ever watched the Cat House show on HBO, he was the fellow. Who was the proprietor? The proprietor. Thank you, Joe. The late, right? He's he's dead, yes. After Hoth's death, this was bought by Roman Sharma with one of his management team telling Daily Star, we have numerous legal courtesans that work at the Alien Cat House brothel. In addition to the obvious sci-fi, alien, or extraterrestrial theme, our brothel as of current caters more to the visitor that is looking for the porn star experience niche. Greeting customers is shift manager Didi, who always manages the bar there too. A toy chest is on display where buyers can, buyers can purchase things like uh, you use your imagination sure. and uh, the like uh, small al- trucks, Tonka toys. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, one of the female employees of the alien cat house says, come on in. And all you have to do is bring your wallet and your imagination. I've never driven the desert floor. I've been to Vegas many times. I've been all around that area. I've been there many times. I've never driven the desert floor. I've never been anywhere near Area 51. Is it south of Vegas? I think it is. I think it's south of Vegas. Do not know. The closest I... Well, Reavers and Kenny, you do a lot of road tripping. Have you ever been near Area 51? I was going to say, I think the closest I... I I should find that out. As I was... Well, I don't know how close it was. Oddly enough, it doesn't appear on the map. (laughs) (laughs) Good one, Rick. My next trip is going to include a trip to the um, Great Salt Flats. I want to see... I got to go there during a race day, a a race week or month or whatever it is. It's north of Vegas. North of Vegas. Yeah. Over north. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say I was probably 30 miles Okay, when I did one of the Dumb Dumb runs. John, thank you. You bet. We'll be back in just a moment. You know what I should have done? That's right. I still had an ad here. Sorry. Jensen. uh, Am I done for the... Jensen and Schultz don't intend to be election deniers, do they? I don't. Well, I hope not. I don't know. No, I wouldn't think so. Crockett, maybe if she loses. Oh, God. well, she's running she... on being a denier. Yeah. Crockett. <laughs> Let's rock it. Um, because I'm out tomorrow. You out. are. Yeah. All right. I'm leaving it in the morning. Do, do, do. Oh, that's right. Oh, you're going on a trip. John, you got to work tomorrow. Huh? Rookie's not here tomorrow. You're working. John. <laughs> Remember, well, you said you'd work every day. Rook wasn't here, with I, the I exception said, of I, next Thursday. Well, you know that. what, Such? Uh I might be having an issue tomorrow, too, if he's going to be. Uh, <laughs> huh? Let's, huh? Let's talk when we're not rolling. Yeah, well, you can tell me what to do then. Well, have fun, Rook. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, party like a rock star. Well, eat some. Oh wait, you're out all next week. Hey, tell Rook there's some apricots yeah, that need canning in the outer room there. <laughs> I know, but Reavers. Reavers. Yeah. Tell tell Matthew there's some apricots that need. Uh, Kenny would um, like you to deliver him some apricots. No, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> when you know you're what? there, why, when you're there, would you please eat some Jamaican food? Dominican food? Or Dominican food? Yeah. What about burger? Kenny no. says there's some apricots that need canning. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome, Kenny. <laughs> you can tell he doesn't watch Trailer Park Boys, right, John? Yeah. That's a Kenny, Ricky line. Kenny had such a uh, disgusted look on your face when he first delivered the message. Uh, disgusted mm -hmm. would be a perfect description for me today. Disgusted. Well, it hasn't shown on the show. I if you want to tell town council members. No, let's not even go there. Let's not do it. We can't. I can't. No, I can't be public. You want to be that. replaced by a golf cart. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep that, it up. That keep one, up. I would be okay with that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, follow me here. Follow me, follow me, follow me. Joe, but before we go to break, I'd like to tell you about our friends from Rise and Shine Garage Doors. I'm going to go really slow. I'm going to go so slow that we're going to be doing this ad till freaking Saturday. Whoa. That's how slow I'm going to go. Uh, Rise and Shine Garages. Yeah, they were out at my place last Saturday. They did a bang-up job. Really, they really did a nice job. They do a 29-point inspection, and they're going to tell you what they think should be done and what can probably hold off for a while, and that's exactly what they did with me. Give them a call, 651 300 That's 651 300 Five two or or just go to their website callriseandshine.com and they have a five star rating on both Google and Yelp and that's because customer service is the number one most important thing to them and they have certified technicians they're not just hiring ding dongs off the street like me and Rook no certified technicians are going to come out to your place and they are so welcoming and they are fantastic and they also give you a five percent discount for seniors military and AAA members. And you might not live in the Twin Cities and think, well, I'm out of luck. No, no, no. They are expanding to Rochester, St. Cloud, Mankato, Northfield, Isanti, Cambridge. They will also cover certain parts of western Wisconsin. And don't forget to ask them about the Rooster Club membership. And that includes the tune-up on an annual basis, and they will waive the trip charge. That's right. Call RiseAndShine.com. Please tell them, Joe, that you heard about them right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. I swear to God, I'm not going fast. Sounded fast. <laughs> Definitely, definitely so fast. I... Let's go. No, I don't want to. Hold on. Give me a sec here. Or did she want you to run down and pick up the kids? No. Play it again, Chris. Leland is being sent home because he has a fever. Right. And not for more cowbell. I got a fever. So I don't know if that means he's going to have to stay home tomorrow. I have no idea. I see. So I will cross that bridge when I get there. Well, I, I ain't got nobody else to do the show except know, you and Rook. But I don't. So maybe we won't be here tomorrow. Well, no, what, what I'm saying is I, I forgot. Uh, that, would be, that would be okay with me. I forgot Rookie was out tomorrow. <laughs> no, I, I don't mean that in the mean sense. That, that yeah, no, I know. It's really convenient yep. for well, my disaster right now. Well, we're all in Reaver's right uh, behest to contact us. All right. 
Yeah, just uh, leave leave me a message. Joe, did uh, I lost all the contacts? This is a sidebar to my disaster of a life. I lost all my contacts. Did you receive a text from me this morning? No. About um, the guy that Derek. Beery... Oh yes, I did. Okay, I didn't cause... think much of your idea. Well, that's all right. Uh, yeah. But I, I was really unsure if I was sending that to you or John. So that means John, your number must be a seven six three area code. Yes. Okay. Good. Thank yep. you. The only reason I didn't like the idea is I'd rather have Derek on. Right. When, I don't know what it's going to take to have them respond to my email. When would you like? There's got to be somebody listening who knows that guy. When would you like to have Miss Colin on? Uh, you want to do it next week? Well, let's leave. Uh, uh, it have to be next Thursday or Friday because I'm sure there's going to be great election discussions. Sure. Oh, that's right. It's the election, isn't it? Thank God. I can finally watch regular TV again. Regular? You know what I do? Seriously, I'll put the news on and I'll pause it, then take the boys to school, come back, and then hit play so I can zip through the commercial breaks. So, wait a minute. I was dealing with something here. What are we planning? Don't know yet. We I'll, don't know. I'll let you we know. don't know about tomorrow. Reavers is going to text us. I will let you know. All right. Let's go here. Okay. Um, <laughs> Shoot, that really screws up because rookie's not back until the 14th. Well, sometimes real life gets in the way of show business. No, I get and that. You, but... you have to you have to think real life, life and death, or show business. I know. And you know. But what I'm saying is I, I knew he was out next week, but I didn't know he wasn't going to be here tomorrow because the show business that. stuff well, isn't well, brain cool. surgery and or life or death. Welcome one and all to show show business. I wouldn't have it any other way. There's Burton coming. Welcome you, one Joe. and all. Well, at least it's the beginning. Show of show business. I wouldn't have it any other way. Bam, bam. Oh, I am boy. the god of hellfire. What band was that? <laughs> that was the world of crazy yes. Arthur Brown. Arthur Brown. A fun copy. Yeah. Can you do it when we bump back here? Yeah. Please. And then we're done. With um, with ads. that must have been a one hit wonder. Was that even a hit? Yeah, it was a huge hit. But he was very big in Great Britain, though. Very big. You know who was big in Japan, don't you? I'm big in Japan. Yes, I'm big in Japan. That's the only lyrics I know. But I'm big in Japan. There's a hysterical video on YouTube, Kenny, with Cookie Monster doing a Tom Waits. Song. <laughs> oh my God, it's funny as hell. I mean, I mean, they use the Tom Waits audio. Tom yeah. Waits is overrated. Don't start, <laughs> Sushere. Don't bite on that hook, John. Oh Don't God, bite. he got me. He got me again. Did he? Swim right by head. He always gets me. <laughs> that is bait. See, I'm going to swim right by that bait. Thank you he for pointing that out, Kitty. Yeah, I did. That great big largemouth bass <laughs> trap of his clamping right down on the bait. Oh, uh, isn't that nice? That was a crankbait, John. A 43-year-old woman was raped by a man in New York City who was already out on parole for three other prior well, you don't have bail in New York, Chris. Wow. Those aren't criminals. Is anybody going after the left um, because this guy was an illegal immigrant? The hammer man was no. an illegal so hammer man. They're leaving that portion alone. And that's oh. actually a platform, isn't it? Did you guys see the AOC and Elon Musk dust up yesterday? I saw she, a little bit of it, just two things. Says, 
he's gonna charge everyone eight dollars first of all it's just eight bucks if you want to be certified which who gives a damn because only the self-righteous important people think that that's a big deal and he says oh you mean like this and he said tweeted out a photo of her uh, website charging 58 bucks for an aoc sweatshirt she answered it though you saw her answer right? oh i didn't see the answer no she only uses union blah 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 workers and made sure they're paid uh, and, sure you know, of course yeah she, yeah uh, she answered it right away i love that and, and took a shot at him about unions because he you know was a union buster basically oh that's so where funny. did he make his fortune it can't be from cars no, he was a, um, a hedge fund. We guy? talked about that. Oh, no, me and Mike talked about this. Yeah, he came from a financial background, and I forget what it was. Who's that? Uh, Elon Musk. Musk. Oh, he's a smart dude, though. Those cars are ugly, man. They look like dolphins. So, for eight bucks a month, I could get a blue check, which Correct. I don't care about. I've never cared about a blue check. Me either. But what does that mean? You're verified. It means you're a verified human being and they've checked you out. And I've never <laughs> cared about that because I don't consider myself even close to being a normal human being. No, that's true. <laughs> but he also talked about the um, the people that provide, um, what is it we do? Content. Content providers getting paid. I'm wondering how many followers do you have to have I'm to, le a lot. to legitimately be considered a content? Because I... I've been doing this traffic bullshit for years and not getting one extra penny for it. It's just, I'm added just trying to help, just trying to help people out. Yeah. It's added value. Oh, thanks Rick. Okay. Oh, show business. Here we go. Here we are. Let's go here. All right. I'm rolling. Oh, we're a little late. You cannot stop him. He'll just oh, make geez, a move. Yeah. Joe Suchere. Well, I'm waiting for my call. EcoFund Motorsports to come and pick up my scooter and store it for the winter and tune it up and change the oil and tend the battery all for about 260 bucks. I think it's great. I can't wait. Freeze up space in the garage. I don't know if uh, EcoFund Motorsports has any space left, but you can find out. Call 612. 321-8867. That's EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 97, immediately west of the interstate in Forest Lake. And the Burnsville store at 35, the uh, service road on 35E next to County Road 42. Uh, take 100 bucks off now if you're a GLer on the price tag of any scooter or electric bike. Plus, they'll provide free winter storage in case you don't want to take it home and stare at it as garage art all winter. They'll keep it for you. And they've got the great youth recreational equipment, those uh, ATVs for kids. Take, take here. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Check take 500 bucks off one of the golf carts. They'll store that for you in the winter too. But you got to mention GL. These are GL exclusive offers from EcoFun Motorsports. They've been with this show since uh, almost the very beginning and their business is growing, and they love you, the GLers. Great service. They have apparel and helmets. This great pickup and delivery service. Uh, and right now, the scooters that turn every urban errand into adventure. If you're a GLer, knock a hundred bucks off. Uh, electric bikes, you name it. These all turn errands into adventures. They're wonderful, wonderful recreational equipment at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville. 
ecofundmotorsports.com. To bring an off-air conversation on air, thanks to Hans. He's 100% right. We were talking about where did Elon Musk get his money, his origination. Yeah. And he was basically on the ground floor of PayPal. Oh, he was? Yes. In fact, he was the largest shareholder when eBay purchased PayPal in 2002, in which he received $175.8 million because wow. he owned just shy of 12% of the shares of PayPal. Well, 178 million doesn't get you to 100 but billion. But he was also in uh, on the early stages of SpaceX. Aha! Uh-huh. So that's uh, a large. Anyway, he's a smart guy. He knows how to make a buck. Moral and ethical integrity is so depleted. How depleted, how depleted is it? Yeah. Yeah. We have a cheating yeah. scandal <laughs> in the American Cornhole League World oh, Championship. Oh, oh man! It's how even fun. What? Yeah. What? There's oh. a cheating scandal in oh. the 2022 American Cornhole League World Championships in South Carolina. Dewan Harbaugh filed a formal complaint against cornhole players Mark Richards and Phil Lopez, claiming the number one ranked doubles team used illegal bean bags. Oh man! I thought those bags were too thin. Harbaugh said. A $15,000 purse was on the line in the game where competitors tossed bags filled with resin beans into a hole on a board. You ever? Uh, We've had cheating in fishing tournaments where they're putting lead weights in the mm-hmm. belly of the walleye. They're mm-hmm. almost throwing hands in that one, if you saw the video. Yes, I did. In the fishing one. Have you ever played a nice game of cornhole? No, Joe? and I never will. Oh, oh yeah. really? Fun. We got. We had a little home thing here. We used to play. Well, it's all the time. not a game. It's a hunk of wood with a hole in you. Well, throw it's, some- it's like oh, it's like horseshoes. Come on, I'm just like Joe. I, I would rather sh- throw shoes. Yeah. I've never played one game. I'm not gonna go into this. Kenny, this is right this. up your alley. No, yeah. it's not cheating scandal. No. Yeah. You know what? And, and speaking of that, I would rather go all the way back to the 70s and play jarts. Yeah. Where somebody well, could get same game wounded, mortally wounded. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalonga, South Africa, from the Traveling Limans, celebrating their 10th anniversary of traveling these days at WorldwideWaftage.com. It was on this day, November 3rd, in 1895, a fire began in a flour mill and destroyed the town of Walcott in Rice County. Walcott had prospered for nearly 50 years, but the community decided not to rebuild. Walcott is. It was on this day in 1908, Bronco Nagurski was born in Ontario. In 1929, he would be named All-American in both as both defensive tackle and offensive fullback for the Gophers, the only player to be named All-American for two positions in the same year. He played for the Chicago Bears, uh, and he performed as a professional wrestler. After his retirement from sports, he sat on a chair outside a gas station in <laughs> International Falls. We did. Didn't we do a show about him, John, on Krabby? I think we, uh, we had something about the gas station. I think didn't we? I, th- I thought no. Uh, right. Oh, it was trading card. A trading card got sold or something. Okay, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Joe Walcott oh. Township is uh, when you head out of Faribault, you go south towards about halfway between Faribault and Medford. Joe, can you day, name? Can you name all the townships in the state? No, I cannot. <laughs> On this day in 1989, what happened in sports? On November 3rd of 1989 it has to be Timberwolves related. Am I right? They played their first ever game. Yep. 
Losing to the Supersonics, 106 to 94. At the Metrodome. That's right. In front of about 50,000, I bet. That's right. I might have been there. I think I was. You had to have been covering that one. But in 89, I was not a sports writer, but I still think I was there. Okay. On this day in 1992. November 3rd. Alan Page was elected Associate Justice of the State Supreme Court. All right. And finally, on this day in 1998, what happened? This also November vaguely 3rd. affirms. Uh, oh, uh, Governor Ventura related. Jesse was elected uh, governor of the state of Minnesota. And boy, did we party in Mankato, man. The DFL and Republican <laughs> candidates split much of the vote, and Reform Party candidate Ventura, who had been mayor of Brooklyn Park and a host of a radio talk show on KSTP huh? in the Twin Cities, <laughs> took the prize. Ventura would later switch his affiliation to the Independent Party of Minnesota, and his administration would focus on education and tax reform. Wait a minute when he won when he won the election, wasn't he working at the Fan? Uh, no, I'm aware I think of. he no. worked at the I'm Fan. Not sure that he ever after, did. Yeah, he did. I thought he, he was. Oh, he okay. replaced Kenny and Bob at both places. Oh. Our Bob and Kenny, excuse me. Where the hell did that come from? I oh, you got to be, gotta be first, don't you, Kenny? Today. Thank Tell you me. very much. Yes. GLers, do us a favor. As we have mentioned several times, if you haven't done so, think about joining the Garage Logic Talent Council for just 10 bucks a month or $100 a year. This does not affect anything related to the free podcast you're still going to get. This is added content, 24-7 members only access that you're going to receive. Just find out more, garagelogic.com. You can follow us on all of our social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, YouTube. Subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel because there we are posting daily content for your amusement. Hey, we should have some live bumps next week. Bill will be here for Let's three do other it. days. Yeah, Let's he'll do be, it. He'll be here till Thursday. I'll make Anything him sit in here. in the mail for me yet? Uh, no, but it's it's coming. It's in that member I told you. I saw the picture of it. It'll be here today. You get a picture of your mail? Is <laughs> that part of the conversation? I thought you were sitting there when Chris asked me. Yeah, I get oh. every morning at about 7. It's a picture of everything that's coming. I don't understand that. Wouldn't they be better off spending their time just getting you the mail than taking a picture of it? Uh, well, I think it's yes. combat a lot of the mail theft that's going on. I think Chris is correct with that. Uh, I did the last two Mondays. We've gotten our mail at eight p.m. Just Mondays, uh, though. Uh, I think the postal service this week has been slow. I told you yesterday. I sent a check to a guy Saturday, and. As of yesterday, Wednesday, late Wednesday, he had not received it. Wow. But at the same time, I sent that thing to Dylan. Oh, really? And yeah, and I'll get it. Late Saturday. Thursday. Holy moly. Thursday. Talking about the weather or the mail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I told you what happens here, right? No. If I go to our post office in downtown and send. Uh, a letter or whatever to somebody else in town. Yeah. It goes to Minneapolis first. Yeah. Just walk it to their house. I mean, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I wonder if the post office is overwhelmed with uh, political mailings. Oh. All of I which get go six immediately into the recycling yeah. basket. Yep. Never make it. They waste their time and money. 
Yeah, mine go right into recycling outside, never make it to the house. Never make it to the house. Tell me when you're ready, Reavers. Oh, I was editing Josh. Josh. When did Josh call? Uh, before you dialed in. Oh. Did we play Scooney today? Yes. I, I got to get my uh, the MG to Schoonovers. Why? What's wrong? That passenger door alignment is off, and I'm wondering oh. if they can tweak it. Yeah, of course. Yep, absolutely. I'm ready that's for a, you. That's a frustrating process trying to do that. That requires two people. Usually. I failed to do it. You know, one guy's got to hold it. And hold you it. want me to come over and hold it? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, yes. As horrific as the attack on Paul Pelosi was. Yep. Comma. Yep. There is hope that the new San Francisco district attorney. Comma. D.A. Comma. Yep. Brooke. B-R-O-O-K-E. Yep. Jenkins, J-E-N-K-I-N-S, yep. comma, yep. will be tougher on all crime than her predecessor. Oh, we don't know that. Period. Um, Hang on. Johnny, will you send me news, please? Oh, thanks. I would have forgotten. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to get rolling here, too. Yeah, I'll send it right now. Her- horrific. What? How did I spell that wrong? Is it one R? Two, Two R's. R's. That's what I thought. H O R R O F I. No, H O R R I. Oh, I F I C. Oh, I want to oh. come down and read this before you send it. Nope. <laughs> yep. Nope. As horrific as the attack on attack on Paul Pelosi was, comma there is new hope that the new San Francisco DA, comma Brooke Jenkins, comma will be tougher on all crime Boy, than her predecessors. That is, that is long. Sorry. If I would have written the uh, synopsis for today's show, I would have said Joe did not talk about stupid weather facts for 15 minutes. <laughs> wow. The end. Minneapolis Star Tribune. <laughs> Nothing. He didn't bite. Nothing. No. Nope. Nothing. Yep. Darn it. I not only didn't think that was stupid, you ass. <laughs> he is biting. He, he is biting. Back. Yep. Oh, yep. Yep. He's running. He's like a northern. He hit hard. <laughs> I kept it. It's right here. You should put that on your bulletin board. It's going, going on. Yeah, I was just going to say he's board. going to because I saw him clear some space out over there. It, is the bulletin? <laughs> is, it, it's, space. is it his bulletin board or my bulletin board with the gal dancing in the lion's pit? Mine, oh. you're that, that big girl dancing on some other bulletin board. That's my bulletin board. The Minneapolis Star Tribune. Yep. The Minneapolis Star Tribune's apostrophe S. Yep. School board candidate invo- endorsements. We're endorsing they. Endorsements. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Offer an unfortunate look at the failed academy. And. Did you say into the failed academy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Joe, do you think other writing places will adopt that as being something that has to be done? They and them. It's yes, I'm sure place. that <laughs> I'm sure that the traditional news gathering institutions will all do it. Well, what about like I write like, like I write for Vintage Guitar? Like I doubt if, if they're they're going to be slow to it. Say Chris Reavers, 
played the solo. They said it took him an hour, you know. Would you I have wouldn't to say do it. That? No, they no. said it took them an hour. They said it took them. Yeah, duh. I, I screwed it up already. Jeez. Me smarts. <laughs> they said it took them an hour. <laughs> I think that's it. John Height News. Oh, yeah. Johnny Height. Uh, Chris, I'll send this to you. I have to run. I got to pick up my wife, take her to the doctor. Then I got to pick up Dylan. No Does she have a blah. car? She does not know. We're a one car family now. I didn't know that. Yeah. So we can help our son in California. Why don't you go to EcoFun and get a scooter? I was she she a, wants a scooter. I was I'm not a, kidding. For, well, well she's, not she wants to drive on freeways, though. You guys, I was she at doesn't. a dealership yesterday. I'm thinking about trading in, doing whatever. Yeah. I, I cannot believe what car dealerships are getting away with. Right I was now. at Schmelz yesterday getting an oil change. They got no inventory. Well, this place had some, but the one I want is actually coming on a truck next week. Mm-hmm. I, I said, "What now? How much?" Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. The prices are just. But incredible. what about what they're giving you for the? Right. Yes, and that's the only reason why I would do it because I'm basically going to get what I paid for it in a trade. So it's kind of a wash, then, right? True for me, it would be. But I'm saying, if you were like buying something new right now and without a trade, I know. Anything, holy just, balls! Just from looking around at what's selling. I went from being almost upside down on my truck to being way ahead. Are you going to do it then? No, no, I'm keeping this one forever. This thing is so good to me. Okay. You know what? So uh, good. I'm going to knock on jo- wood for you. Thank you. Joe, you know what drives me nuts on the Wall Street Journal? Hmm. The guy who does the car reviews. Dan Neal, and, the best and, in the business. I know, but it's always, no matter what it is, like they did a Grand Cher- Cherokee, tested as priced 106 grand. Right. I, I can't pay 106 grand for a Grand Mike, Cherokee. Mike Sorry. was looking at one, Pratt, and he said, I can't believe what they're charging for. And I thought, Grand Cherokee, what are you talking about? Well, that's so, the top of the line. It just so happens that somebody close to me just bought one last week, brand oh, really? no miles. And she went out to her car um, earlier oh, this no. week. All the oil was on the ground. Oh, really? She had it towed to the dealership and they had to give her a new one because it wasn't just a simple pan gasket or oil plug thing. <laughs> Although so she's where on was her it, second. Where was it emanating from? Down there. Down one of the dealerships. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, the oil. I yeah. don't know. She's not the she she's not. Although I, I would buy one just based solely on the Derek Jeter commercial with his <laughs> beautiful wife. Um, that almost made me buy one. I haven't one. seen that. Uh, you might want to look that one up. She's an attractive lass. She's Mrs. Uh, oh, I don't doubt that. Much. I don't doubt Plus, that. Plus, you know what? You know what I like about her? She seems very normal, very down yeah, to earth, she very does. normal. So does Verlander's wife. Yeah. For being a superstar model. Well, so is Jeter's wife. Yeah. Hannah Davis, right? Wasn't that her name? Yeah. Well, I thought Giselle was fairly down to earth. No, no, she's a high maintenance she, pain uh, in the no ass. No go zone. Well, remember when she flipped out after the Super Bowl? The one that's year? what I liked about her. He no, can't no. throw the ball and catch it himself. No, that was that was too much of this yappy yappy. Especially when she knows every camera in the freaking world is on her. I've been looking at old willies and jeeps. You know, and uh, <laughs> Joe stopped over, huh? Really close to me. There's, <laughs> there's a 1946 jeep. He's calling it a CJ2A. Um, in really excellent, excellent in condition. Forty-six. They had a civilian Jeep. I, I think it, it doesn't say oh, Willie's oh. on it anywhere, but he's calling it a CJ two eighty. 
for forty five hundred. You yeah. guys, they yeah. and I can huh. get in That's... and drive it home. Yeah. They wow. Two thousand twenty three vet in their showroom. This place I was at, they do mm-hmm. a lot of Corvette deals. Yeah. What was the sticker price on it? You think? Well, which model was it? It was an orange one. I have no freaking <laughs> idea. You know the orange Z-O one. Sticks. There was. I mean, seriously, there was a Z on the. What do you call it? On I the, suppose that was over a hunt. One twenty six. Yeah. yeah wow. But, um. But yeah. But get behind the wheel once. And then I'm going to find a way be, to spend 126. You'll be writing the check. I <laughs> going, promise you. Going back to yeah. Tom Waits, get behind the mule and They're too damn big, Kenny. That's so not too mule. big. I, 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 I got to go. See you Joe, Bye, I Johnny. agree with you. Chris, let me know about talk. tomorrow. Yeah, the Camaros or the Dodge I did already. or I did. The, the Ford, but <laughs> not the Corvette. Not the Corvette. Yes, it's as wide as a semi. But... They're too it's, big. It's low and slim. They're high waisted. They're they're bulky. No, they're, they're, they're not. They're not. Are, Joe? No. Well, I I'm sorry. You're wrong. I mean, I know more about this than you do. You're a moron. <laughs> <laughs> Although you know what was cool? This dealership is right off 169. And when what I was what the hell dealership is it? Bell Plaine. Yeah, the same one I was late for getting my oil changed. Um. But there was a guy that took one out for a test. Not the one I was uh, that I saw in the showroom. It was a different one. And he came back from taking it for a test drive. You know, it was absolutely stunning out yesterday. A little windy, but yeah. he looked like he was happy. Yeah. <laughs> the guy that took it for a test drive. And How thought, many vets they have in stock? They had two on the sh- in the showroom. And oh. I think there was a couple more that were out in the lot. This truck you're looking for, Joe, how perfect does it have to be? Not perfect at all. Okay, there's a 1972 Chevrolet Silverado 1500 two-door with an eight-foot box. One side is, and it's and it's solid, and it's got a really, hold on, let me read Why do read you want the, a truck? What here, side do you want, Facebook? Yeah, let me read. 72 Cheyenne Super, runs and drives good, has rust but comes with parts. New aluminum radiator, power steering, power disc brakes, five-bolt rally wheels, nice uh, BF Goodrich tires, new battery. The engine's all painted up. It has uh, chrome valve covers. Craigslist rebuilds? Probably. But here's the deal. Uh, It's green and beautiful on one side. It's got an orange tailgate and a blue right side box. But it's a really solid truck. Um, and that's the great thing 3,900. Wow, it's not like a circus car though, with all those colors. Wait, park, but isn't that what you want for up north? You well, want an up north beater, don't you? Oh, yeah, that's you right. You gotta have a truck at the north. lake, don't you? Put stuff in it, yeah, firewood, all yep. stuff to the dump, yeah. How many miles, Ken? Uh, miles weren't listed. I don't that, think he said miles doesn't matter, true. Find me a TR6 on Facebook. I'm not finding you, squat pal. <laughs> Find me an original TR6. That's, uh, it's not, your your brother's into that, isn't he, Chris? No, me. Oh, yeah. No, your brother's not into British cars. Oh, I thought you meant old pickups. Oh. No. No, I You thought... never call them. Yeah. Okay. You're they lost. made 96,000 TR6s, and the vast majority, what should we say that is, 90%, went to America. What's 90% of 96,000? Um, 20, 28, 4, 5, 30,000. 30, let's say 90,000. No, let's say 80,000 came to this country. 
Okay. All right. Yep. Between 1969 and 1976. Let's call it 80,000. Okay. Let's say 50,000 are gone. Rust heaps destroyed, returned to earth. That still leaves 30,000 of them. You can't tell me there aren't still some pristine originals sitting in garages. Here's one for a 72 for 28,000. Here's a 76. Yeah, here's a 74 for 17. Go back to the the one in the 20s. How much? 29,000. 29,000 it should be perfect for that price. It boy is it ever. And he, oh wait. Got a shot of his garage. He's got a GLer's garage. Really? Sweet garage. Looks Where, like where's the about, car located? Um, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Uh, what color is the car? Dark, beautiful dark blue. That's Ooh. mallard green, probably. And tell me this. Mallard green? No, it's blue. I know, Joe. but mallard, mallard green was bluish looking. No, it is blue. Tell me this. <laughs> tell me this. Tell me this. What does he say about it to justify the 29? Did he rebuild the whole thing? 1972 TR6 low mileage survivor that has all the mechanical systems restored and upgraded. Motor just rebuilt with some period speed tricks. Excellent top and interior. Added sound deadening. Makes it cruise like a modern car. Owned by an old man with OCD. A perfect example of an excellent driver condition vintage Triumph. And it is a beauty. 29, huh? Wow. Dark wall, uh, dark side tires. According to Haggerty, TR6 prices in the last oh, year have oh, gone up 39%. Oh, Joe, 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 Joe. Huh. The, the engine barn. Oh, my goodness. The bay's oh. looking good. Oh, 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 wow. Are the, are the interior fender wells the, the color of the exterior or has it been yeah. undercoated? No, no. They're Oh, my word. Is there any way you can forward me that? Nah, you're screwed. What an ass. You can forward me that. Hold on. I'll see if I can do it via email. Share. Share. Um, share listing. What the hell is this? Chris, what am I hearing, Josh? Yeah. Why? Nothing. I just wondered what I'm hearing. Oh, Sends is, a it, is my mic sound? Share listing. Anyone on or off Facebook? Done. No, no, no. Can you limit your Facebook searchers to Minnesota? Yeah, but it doesn't always work that great. Here's a 76 for 5.9 red. Why is that so low? Well, that means it's just shot. That means at 5,900 for a TR6, you're dealing with a lot of problems. Yeah, runs and drives, hasn't been on the road for a number of years, project car, so never mind that. Here's a 76 for 12. Let's get the top down, 71,000 miles. Um, garage kept and babied for 18 years. Frame is like new. Body has no bubbles or rust. Seams are amazing. Ready to drive. Runs great. Drive train tight and solid. Upgrade by previous owner. It's got a luggage rack, electric fuel pump, roll bar, good parts roller, rockers, optical ignition. I've never heard of that. Monza exhaust, Alpine radio, Bose speakers. Has J-type overdrive. Title ends with 
O or zero. Rare triple Webers. Paint isn't perfect, but nice enough to turn heads. Many new and used parts. Don't miss this opportunity. He is in Prospect Heights, Illinois. Oh, your son could go well, take a 12, look. five. Uh, that sounds reasonable for that car. Looks like he's knocked it down to 12. Does it got a, does it got a color? Yeah, it's, um, I would call it a deep red. Okay. Mine's pimento. Maybe it's pimento. It's got a British sticker on the back where it says TR6. That's little flags on each side of that's it. That's from the factory. It's got rubber bumper bumpers. We um, call those the Dolly rub- Partons. Yeah, that's a good. That's that's a perfect description. It's got Dolly Partons on it. <laughs> yeah. What year is it? Seventy-six. Yeah, Dolly Partons were seventy-four, five, and six. Instead of relying, here's a grody-looking green one for seventeen nine. This is a seventy-five. Real blast, strong engine, uh, 76,000, seats new, stainless steel exhaust, tonneau cover, fog lights, stereo CD, spin-on oil, filter conversion. What are those, oil bath? Mine's a spin-on conversion. Okay. Um, Otherwise, it was a canister. Oh, right. Uh, With an elect- element inside the canister. So, yeah, oil bath, isn't that what we call those? We do on tractors anyway. That, well, this is let all the uh, electronic- engines are tractor engines. Oh, Electronic ignition, great driver with older mechanical refresh and body paint. Most records available from PO. Four-speed manual, no overdrive, garage kept, no rain in the last eight years. 17.9, Traverse City, Michigan. That green is uh, really, really classy looking. Is it British racing green or that Martian green where it's kind of light green? No, it's dark. It's dark, beautiful green. Why don't you have the CP set you up? Because you can do this without being public, and no, I still nobody's trying to follow me or be friends with me or any of that nonsense. Well, I think she I, has a Facebook account, so can I just tell her, "Hey, get up on your computer, the ads for me"? Yeah, but you. Oh, what's this? A two thousand seven. Throw the cow over the fence. Some hay. 2007 Z06 for 41 red hardtop. Oh, God, that's so sexy. Oh, 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 wait, what's this sticking out of the hood? Never been a vet guy. Neither have I until this recent uh, generation of them. Well, they can take on the best that Europe has to offer. And the rest of it's garbage. Oh, here's a TR3. That's got some sexy body lines. Cool. Wow. I like TR3s. Uh 28.5. That's a de- that, that has to be a decent one then. Oh, here's you know, guys like this don't deserve to sell their their stuff. Frame up restore, fun car to driver show. That's all he gives you. But it looks perfect. And oh my god, the leather interior brown with black carpeting. Beautiful. Any pinstriping on the seats? Beautiful, no, beautiful uh, engine barn. What, the battery's right in front of the windshield. Yep, same as the TR6. Trunk floor is perfect. Oh, everything about this car is perfect. What what town is it in? Uh, Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. That's uh, halfway between here and the kid's house. 
Oconomowoc is uh, east of Madison. It's about halfway uh, between yeah, Madison uh, and Hold Milwaukee. on, Rain Man. The thing is... Definitely halfway. Uh, you, you can't have her involved in what you're doing with this stuff. No, I'm and, past that point. I don't ask... Uh, I just but, when I see something now, I just get it. Oh, okay. I'm done with that uh, part of the world. Okay, so she won't mind hooking you up and letting you look at her Facebook account to see these things. That's no, what I'm saying. No, no. Okay, all right. A lot of shoes on uh, the marketplace. Okay, that's shoes enough for me. Like you wear shoes? Yeah, shoes. People are uh, selling shoes. Okay. Um, let us know about tomorrow, huh? Yes, I'm not going to find out about the shoes. No, you're not. I'd like to know more about it. I guess he's gone. Are we still on? <laughs> yeah. Well, turn us off. I thought he was talking to you. Well, he's done. Oh, bye, Kenny. Bye, Town Council.